knives, machetes, saws, and shears, multi-tools, shovels, swords, axes, spears, hatchets, and tomahawks. If it cuts, snips, slices, or chops, Midway USA has it. Find great gift ideas in our huge selection of pocket knives and other everyday carry folding knives. Make a statement or create a family legacy with one of our top-of-the-line hunting knives. We've got a great selection of manual and electric sharpeners, too. For just about everything for the outdoors, check out MidwayUSA.com. This upcoming concert season will be all about the boots, and Tecovis is your stop for the best in Western style. Tecovis has seasonal and limited edition offerings this spring and summer, including men's and women's boots, apparel, hats, bags, and more. All Tecovis boots are made by hand in a time-honored tradition with timeless styles that are always on trend. And Tecovis has first wear comfort with little to no break-in period. It's hard to find this level of comfort paired with this level of style. Stop by your local Tacova store, have a complimentary drink or two, that's WCB style, and shop new styles. The smell of fresh leather and friendly staff are at your service. Many stores even have leather custom branding to make your boots truly personalized. And with regular live music and events, there's no in-store experience like it. If you can't make it into a store, just visit Tacovas.com. That's T-E-C-O-V-A-S.com. They offer free shipping on all boots as well as free returns and exchanges and ship right to your door. Go to tecovis.com and find your new favorite pair of boots today. Damn these Biloxi blues, it happens every night. I ain't never met a riverboat dealer that could ever be a friend of mine. Nope. Summer heat never treats me kind. It leaves trouble on my mind. So I'm bidding farewell, putting in my notice, and I'll see you at another time. This highway does not know my name, and I don't care who. Right to the hook right here. Sit, boy. Budgets live. Not so live. Welcome to the Low Budget Live bar and grill here in beautiful southern middle Tennessee, you bunch of low lifers, and damn, it is January, and it is a new year. It is 2023. Happy New Year to you. This is the podcast for Monday, January the 2nd. I know some of y'all probably still enjoying some time off. I know I am. This is the last day of freedom that I have for a while. I got some much, 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 much needed time off uh, between Christmas and uh, and New Year's there and getting ready to, to rock and roll back in the TH Marine world and, and all things traveling circus. Hard resets are needed. Control-Alt-Delete. Control-Alt-Delete. Start all over, man. And uh, I, I was, I will not say burned out, but just, man, work's been crazy. Life's crazy, and uh, golly, I've spent a lot of time in the deer stand, 
with the boys and enjoyed some crazy cold weather, some uh, some snow in the deer stand, which we don't get in Tennessee, southern middle Tennessee very much. And, uh, uh, you know, I hope all you low lifers out there got to do the same. Uh, skipped last week. We did a live, the boys and I, if you can call it that. We, we threw a live together, had some guests lined up, and a couple of them got sick. And anyways, we ended up just uh, just doing a live, me and Hudson and Ryder, and, and a lot of y'all joined us for that and seemed to enjoy that. I enjoyed it very much. Uh, so thank you. Thank you, you low lifers. And if you're just tuning in for the first time, you're wondering what a low lifer is, that's what the loyal, loyal listeners of this show refer to themselves as. So happy new year. Let's go. New year, new you. That's what we always say. And I needed, uh, I needed a hard reset, like I said, for many reasons, but I, I've got to get my act together. And we always think this, this time of year, uh, I saw a meme that said, y'all finna get in all them people's way at the gym. <laughs> But it's true, man. All the noobs come out, and I'm one of them every year. I feel like, but I, I gotta get, uh, I gotta get back in some shape. Hudson and I were down at the farm hunting, and uh, we got this deer we've been after, and he's he's killing me slowly. But he uh, he he's in a weird spot on the farm, and I've got to basically climb a bluff to get to him. And we we did that multiple days during the Christmas break. And I am not, you know, y'all that keep up with me, lowlifers have been with me for a long time. My goal was to hike 500 miles in like 2021, and I got damn close, hike, run, walk, whatever, but 500 miles on my legs, and I got really close. Started the year doing really good with that. Hudson and I were going to the gym until about May or June, and then just, man, I fell off the wagon hardcore. And I have just, my diet's been terrible, and uh, I just feel better mentally, when I feel better physically too. And, uh, I, I, you know, y'all also know I, I, I burn it at both ends all the time and it will take a toll on you, man. I'm just, I've been tired all the time. And so looking forward to the new year, just that boom, that, that turn it off, turn it back on. So, uh, hopefully some of y'all do it too, but y'all remember the fat ass challenge from a few years ago. I'm going to bring that back for myself. The old fat ass challenge for damn sure something uh, just some housekeeping notes housekeeping notes we uh talked about this on live several times but a lot of questions popped up in in the chat bassmaster classic lbl live party yes there will be one yes there will be one i will not let you down in knoxville i do not have the details on it yet i am i am working on that as we speak, trying to put it together at a real cool venue. It's on damn Rocky Top, son. We're going to have a party, okay? Home court advantage. Even though that's not that's that's four hours to the east of where I live, we are going to have a Rocky Top party. Trust me. I'm working out some things and uh, more details to come. Probably like February, mid-February, before I even start. Because that the tournament's not so late March, so details will come on that, but just, just know I'm getting, I've got Facebook, man. Hey man, I'm coming, bringing my buddies. Will you be having a throwdown? Yes. The answer is yes. So if you're coming to the classic, tell your friends, tell your neighbors, we're going to throw down. Okay. Just don't know where yet. Just ain't got all that worked out yet. Speaking of damn, go balls, boy, go balls. Let's go. Freaking go down there and win that orange bowl against Clemson against old dumb Dabo. I'm not a Dabo guy. I'm sure it's a bunch of Clemson fans listen to this show. That's fine. 
y'all can have that dude. He's the corniest. I just think he's a con artist, man. I'm just not a Dabo guy at all. He's just a dork. Um, so that was fun. It was fun. That little quarterback they got is going to be something, as ESPN told you, all night long. Look at this guy. He sure is something all night long. Every time he got knocked into the earth by the Tennessee defense that's been suspect all year. Every time. Look at look at him there. He's amazing. Look at Dabo. Look at their relationship. It's amazing. The love fest. Meanwhile, Joe Milton's just like, bloop, 60 yards, bloop, 50 yards, bloop. Get out of here. Uh, it's fun to watch, though, man. I, I really – college football, the playoffs, I'm talking uh, this morning here after watching – the insane TCU-Michigan game, shocker. I've talked crap about TCU on this show. Unbelievable. So, if you are a Horned Frog fan, congratulations, because, dude, that, that team's – they gave it to Michigan. They gave it to Michigan, and it was a great game, close game. I know there's some questionable calls, different things. Dude, anytime you got a close game like that, that shouldn't be close technically because one team's a powerhouse, perennial powerhouse kind of thing – you can't blame the refs, man. And I, I get into that in Tennessee sports a lot. Like, you just can't. Like, there are blatant things that get missed on both sides always. I feel like officiating sucks in college football this year. It was the same thing in the Georgia-Ohio uh, State game. Same thing there. But Georgia pulls it out, good God, by the skin of their teeth. And uh, that poor kicker from Ohio State. You had your damn chance, Ohio State fans. You did. I've seen a lot of comments on the internet. That's one of my guilty pleasures, reading college football, pissing and moaning and and uh, you had your chance. You had your chance. And he just wide left. Just on knuckleballed it. But uh, great freaking games, man. Great games. So, go Big Orange. Looking forward to next year. I, I, I was – who knows how it'll go. But I'll say it right here. I think Joe Milton – Hendon got all the credit. You know, there's a reason Joe Milton had that starting job when he came from Michigan. He transferred. Got hurt, Hendon took over and never gave up the reins. Had this incredible season until he got hurt, of course, you know, in the in the Heisman talk, all that good stuff. And Joe has a cannon for an arm. He overthrows receivers a lot. That was kind of what we saw in his first year. The kid is is an potentially, I won't say he's elite, but he's he's potentially an elite quarterback. And I, I really think if he can fine-tune some things, he'll be in the Heisman talk next year. Like, that offense really sets up well for a dude that can sling it. And I think it'll be really cool to see. You know, we've got big Nico up there on, on campus already, the, the just heralded recruit that we've got. I'm hearing that he's already, like, second string on the depth chart. So, Going to be interesting to see. He signed big NIL deals. So, I don't know. If Milton has a couple rough games, does does Nico get to play? Going to be interesting to see. But, you know, Milton, he's all over the place at times. But, man, the offense down there in, uh, at the Orange Bowl, my concerns we had. And I was negative going into the game. You can ask any friend of mine. I really thought Clemson would roll us. I really did. Because it wasn't the team. We had so many guys opt out, which is bull crap. And I get it, they're going to make gazillions of dollars in the NFL, but, you know, we did it without our star wide receivers. We did it with without Hendon, who was hurt, without Jeremy Banks on defense. And so it, it went, and our defense really stepped up big time 
in that game. And uh, I don't know, man. The future is bright on Rocky Top. I really believe that. We'll, we'll see. We shall see. I, I damn sure didn't expect an 11-win season this year. So, going into next year, we'll, we'll see. But, man, Milton was uh, certainly impressive. I know a lot of y'all watched that game in primetime. You saw that. It was your first time watching him. I've seen people post about it. Like, he's he's special talent, really special talent. If he can keep it all together between his ears and, and, um, and you know, get a little bit better control, I think, I think it could be fun. All right, enough of that rambling. Let's thank some sponsors right quick. StarTron kicking ethanol in the teeth. Bringing you LBL for going on five years now. My brothers from other mothers there. Starbright, Startron, fantastic people. Sister company of TH Marine now. So we all, I talk to them boys more than, than ever now. And you just talk about a company that's just got their crap together. Holy cow. They, uh, they do. But they can really, really help you keep your crap together. Keep your outboard engine from turning to crap. How about that? little dabble do you keep ethanol out of your life with startron we appreciate the folks from startron star bright pro guide batteries i got a new prototype battery in from my folks there at pro guide just just this past week right before christmas a new cranking battery i'm gonna play around with mm-hmm. i don't even know if i'm supposed to talk about that but i did i did running those pro guide lithium trolling motor batteries right now and i'm running a 31 Series AGM, you can use code LBL10, LBL10 at Pro Guy Batteries to save you some cash. Baitworks.com, bait-works.com, your new home for snatching up tackle, swapping your debit card online, pissing your wife right on off. Baitworks.com, they add things daily. They have a fantastic shipping rate. They're great people. If they ain't got it, you probably don't need it anymore. That's all I'm going to say. But they do continue to add to that lineup all the time. Baitworks.com. You can use code DUNCAN-10 there to save you some coin. Most importantly, good news. Very good news. We are in, we are, we are in our final descent. Okay? Final descent on the LOB jig. I know I told you it'd be early fall or uh, late fall. We really did. I thought by November we would have these in hand. And we got the trocar hooks in. They poured jigs, got weed guards in, painted jig heads, and then the skirt because we did. I, this is a this is a custom. Everything about this jig is custom, but the skirt material is very hard to come by. I was very specific in what I wanted. We found it, and all custom colors that I literally each strand. If I laid it out on my kitchen table and built the skirt and sent it to Baitworks, it's the color we have. So the six colors I, I did, I, I, it was one of the coolest things in my life. I've talked about it, but the skirts came in finally late last week. Okay. Believe it or not, we're waiting on packaging and that's my fault. <laughs> so hopefully two weeks out on you being able to get this jig at Baitworks, perfect time and first of the year, Six colors, three-eighths and half. I'm telling you right now, I'm calling it the LOB Power Finesse Jig. I love this little joker. They poured like, uh, tied up like 3,000 last week. So they're ready. We're just waiting on on final stand packaging. It's so hard to come. I was talking to uh, Cody Cannon from Whiskey Myers at that show we went to a few weeks ago. And uh, he was talking about that with Toad Thumper, just how crazy hard it is to get packaging because they've got some soft plastics coming out and things there at Toad Thumper. And uh, just packaging alone, like you just can't get it. And that's that's kind of a hold up right now. So 
be patient. Two or three more weeks, and you'll be able to get on there and and uh, and get you get you two or three, four, five, six, a hundred dozens of them. Hell, just go crazy on there. Go crazy on there. All right. Last but not least, hang that daggum banner. The Bassmaster Classic winning high performance twenty one foot beast of a bass boat, the Express X21 Pro and X21 Pro LE that I'm running this year. 96-inch beam on that bad boy. Fastest hole shot in the business, I guarantee you. Bet if you want to put them side-by-side and go, that hole shot is amazing. C-Deck Baldestern 250 Yamaha Show pushing that thing to the limit. Absolutely love that boat. You would, too, if you go take a ride in one. I've had several of y'all reach out. Man, I just got my mind's on the way. Awesome to hear I don't have a low life or discount for you, but uh, go get him one and you will be impressed. Express Boats, building excitement since 1966. All right. Fired up this morning. Fired up this morning. I've been, uh, I've been friends with this guy going on 15 years, and he, he is he's awesome. He's an awesome dude. Fantastic bass fisherman. And uh, – I've been wanting to have him on, and our schedules just haven't worked out. And, and for the first podcast of 2023, we're going to kick it off with a bang, in my opinion, with someone that I really want to talk about. It's a very relevant conversation into what's going on with Major League Fishing changes and different things. This guy has been there since the inception. We're going to get the sauce from him, presented by the W Sauce. Get you some of that America's Worcestershire sauce. This man won one point. Five million dollars bass fishing, a little over that. Made eleven Forest Wood Cups, four wins before he hung it up, hung it up in 2018 to move to the commentating desk, the Bass Pro Tour. Ladies and gentlemen, a big bass specialist for sure from Palm Bay, Florida, down there. J.T. Kinney. Hello. And we're hot, buddy. Coming in oh. hot. Here we go. What's up, buddy? <laughs> you know I like being hot, so I'm uh, Yeah, you break. do. Yeah, you 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 grew up in Maryland and then you said, "You know what? This flow ride of life is is for me." And that's where you've stayed. And you are I every time I see an article that's like Florida man, I'm like, "JT?" Like I just zoom in to, to see like Florida man does this. Florida man drop kicks alligator. Florida man kills boa constrictor with a pocket knife like jt nope with, it's, with bare hands with bare right. hands mind you yes right. so, so funny thing so a mutual friend of ours really good buddy of mine and yours justin atkins mm-hmm. actually he said you know what he was down here and we were filming a, an episode of the fishing show with jt kenny that's on motv and and he just kind of stopped fishing for a minute and he kind of like scratched his chin and he looked around a little bit and he looked at me and he looked around a little bit and he said, he said, I just, I just, something just came to me. And I kind of looked at him, you know, like a stupid look on my face, like, well, what's normally on my face. And, and I said, what's that? And he said, I just realized that all Florida really is, is nothing but a sandbar off of the South east corner of the united states and i looked back at him and i said damn it i think you're right and and then he said and that leads me to say this he said boy you ain't nothing but a sandbar cowboy and i 
I thought about it for a second, and I said, you know what? I resemble that remark. Yes. Amen. And we just went right back to flipping. Sandbar <laughs> Cowboy. I have heard I have heard you you dubbed that term. I, did, I actually did not know. That's a fun fact for lowlifers. I did not know that that was an Atkins coin term. I did not know that. It was. I actually that thought that was, was a Zona to... term for some reason at nope. some point. That was a Justin. Nope, that okay. Was, that was Justin Atkins. And funny enough, a little story that I'll tell now, but I wouldn't have told at the time. <laughs> so... Uh, when we were shooting that episode, we put in at a lake down here, and it was a super windy day. Like, it was just, wasn't really that cold, but it was super windy. And we were catching a few, but it was kind of tough as far as filming an episode down here. And uh, we ended up, that was before Headwaters Lake was open. And we ended up running up the canal that runs out of Garcia along the side of Headwaters Lake. And we kind of beached my boat on the, on the side <laughs> of the levee and walked over the levee and were fishing in Headwaters from the bank before it was open <laughs> and we caught like eight or ten like really nice ones from the bank and it was just like oh god i can't wait for this place to open because if we can catch them like this from the bank can you imagine what we're gonna be able to do in a boat and so we were like two little kids i was a sandbar cowboy all of a sudden <laughs> we're two little kids casting swim jigs off the bank and into this mythical reservoir that you weren't allowed to fish in yet Ugh, oh, yeah and i found out later on that you actually were allowed to fish it from the bank in some areas, you were allowed to fish it from a non-motorized vessel, which would be a canoe or a kayak. But at the time, I thought I was doing something wrong, so it kind of added to but the But you're the, like um, Mr. Palm Bay, right? Like, would you have gotten in trouble for that? I feel like you are, you're the guy down there. You, you promote that area more than anybody, I feel like. And I got to think they just roll up on the sandbar cowboy and let you go. They might have thrown Atkins under the jail, maybe, because he's an outlaw. I, you know, I, I don't know, and I don't want to find out. <laughs> uh, the, I, I have been called the mayor here before, yes. which that is not actually my term. I'm not saying it won't happen 10 years down the road. But, but as far as for right now, I am not. Rob Medina is actually the mayor, good buddy of mine. He actually is the mayor of Palm Bay, but. Maybe I could be dubbed the honorary uh, mayor of Headwaters or maybe the lakes around down here. Who knows? I don't know if I want that kind of responsibility, to be honest with you. Well, and you know, when you get into politics, JT, and you and I have known each other a long time and, and, and know each other well, I feel like, they go digging around. I don't need them digging into the skeletons in my closet. I don't need no, that, I don't need I that don't. on Google. You know what I mean? Right. I don't, th I don't think that's, I don't think that's a real great idea. And, 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 and it seems like also in today's day and age that, that people get really pissed off really quickly Ooh. about politics. Yes, they do. And I seem to be able to piss people off without even mentioning politics. So I think if I started mentioning politics, it may really replicate itself very quickly. Yeah. And I may find myself in a situation that I don't, probably don't want to be in so i may want to just stay out of that altogether yeah you and i have a lot in common obviously but i i think that we we tend to we get people fired up and most of the time it, it circles around bass fishing which is hilarious that people get that fired up but they but they do they do and it's facts hurt feelings we've talked about that yes, um, sir. absolutely just real quick while we're on that headwaters subject i feel like so many people that has become, I know Ivy gets all the pomp and circumstance now out in Texas or whatever, mm -hmm. but, and, I, and I've been there. I've been to Ivy. Uh, I've never got to fish Headwaters. I fish Garcia. love that place. It's a lot of fun. Uh, all those lakes down there are just special when you hit them right, of course. Florida can be 
be tough, but uh, oh, it can be. It can be brutal. But Ivy is very, uh, it's very specific, and it is a, and and maybe locals that listen to the show may say, "Ah, oh, you're crazy," but it it is very forward facing, sonar oriented to catch those giants the way they live. Yep. Uh, they catch yep. a lot of them on the bed at times, but other than that, like it's it's pretty pretty dialed up. But I think as far as for me, someone said, "Hey, if you were going to pick a trip, would you go to Headwaters or Ivy?" And for me, from everything I know about down there, and I just love Florida, the the style of it, Headwaters is that place. My question is this: Is the pressure because it gets beat on? I feel like is the pressure, mm-hmm. and you you may say no, it really doesn't. Is the pressure getting to it at all, or is it still just when you have a day there, you have a day? So that's a multifaceted question. Yeah, for sure. Um, so, so, and and we've got a little time, so I'm going to give you uh, my honest opinion on it. It is 10,220 acres of habitat, mm-hmm. okay? Uh, I will argue anybody that it has as much fishable habitat uh as Lake Okeechobee hmm. or as Lake Kissimmee hmm. or, and, and, and what I mean, it's, of course, it's, it's about the size of Toho, maybe a few acres smaller. Oh, really? I didn't realize that. I don't guess. But, but the, the here's the thing. The whole lake is habitat. Okay. There is not very much of that lake that doesn't have hydrilla either matted to the surface, three feet under the surface, four feet under the surface, it is 10,000 acres of, or, or, or let's say damn near 10,000 acres of hydrilla. <laughs> wow. so, so that's why I can tell you that Lake Okeechobee is, is 750 square miles. Like I don't even know how many acres that is, but it's a whole, whole bunch. And I'm going to stick with that. It's a whole, whole bunch. Uh, and Headwaters is 10,220 acres. And it has the same amount of fishable cover because of that. Huh. I mean, it is, it is amazing. It's got, in my opinion, it's got more fishable cover than Kissimmee does. It's got, you know, when, when, when Toho is Hydrilla all out in the middle, they might be kind of, kind of equal, you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. But, but Headwaters is all catch and release. Headwaters, a lot of the lake was built for bass fishing. Now the real reason for it, it's a flood control, just like Headwaters is, just like Stick Marsh, just like Three Forks. Fort Drum, Kenansville, all of those lakes right here, you know, within they're all within an hour of Palm Bay, right? So, and they're all the they're all basically the headwaters of the St. Johns River. Mm. So really, when it runs out of what we call Three Forks uh, Marsh Wildlife Management Area, and since they've put a little levee around one side, raised the water level a little bit, it's now called Lake Lawton, but nobody really calls it that. Like if you come down here and say Lake Lawton, everybody looks at you like you got four eyes. <laughs> if you say three forks, they're like, oh yeah, they know exactly what you're talking about. When it flows out of there, it is the St. John's River proper. Okay. So all these lakes flow into each other and then they all, and then it all basically comes out of and creates the St. John's River. But yes, it is absolutely amazing florida has a great program down here and a good buddy of mine uh kp clements actually heads it up and it's yeah. called the florida trophy KP. yeah the florida trophy catch program so and i may be a little bit off on an actual acute number or two but basically the gist of it is headwaters has in the last year or two years i don't remember if it was both years or just last year uh 
they had as many trophy catch registrations, and that's a fish that's eight pounds or bigger, okay? They had as many trophy catch registrations as all of the other lakes combined. (laughs) Now, that doesn't mean that, that... I like I can promise you not everybody that catches an eight pounder registers it with trophy oh, catch. Yeah. They don't. That's that's just a fact. And I'm not sitting here and tell you that they do because they don't. I mean, I I try to register most of mine, but I I've forgot a couple of times. You know what I mean? Like, it it, it is what it is. But but it's just it's still a statistic that's pretty impressive. Oh my gosh! You know what I mean? Yeah. That, well, and I feel like yeah. an eight pounder to JT Kenny's not a big deal anymore, really, in Florida. That. I feel Dude, like that. that. I, I feel like that. A lot of people say that, and that, and and maybe it's from growing up in Maryland, or or I don't know what it is. And, and luckily, I actually do get to fish down here a, a, a fair amount. And and due to me, a five pounder is still a big bass. Yeah. Now we catch a lot more of them than you do other places. You know, like mm-hmm. I could argue that you might catch as many eight pounders down here as you catch five pound. But to me, a five pounder is still a big bass. Of course. It's just it just happens a lot more. Yeah. Then it happens, uh, you know, other places in the country, but yeah, it's, it's been amazing. There's been quite a few, well, I say quite a few, I know for a fact of, uh, seven or eight since the lake's been open over 13 oh, wow. that are, that are factual that are either on video or wow. on camera, you know, the way you can see nobody's pulling down on the tail of the fish in the picture like it's 13 12 like it is you know what i mean yeah i know of seven of those for sure and just a ton of 11s and 12s to me um, that's the way you fish for them and i'm gonna piss a lot of people off maybe even my sponsor garmin because i love live scoping but dude if i get the pitch over there in a mat or if i get to wind a swim jig or throw a daggum frog Oh, or yeah. a chatterbait, and I get to catch one like that, sign me up. Like, that's how oh, I yeah. want to go hand-to-hand with, like, I've never caught a 10. I've got two nines that I've caught, uh, one in Tennessee in a private lake, and one was on Okeechobee. Practicing yeah. for a Bassmaster Open, you won, as yep. a matter of fact. Uh, <laughs> and I, I weighed in like seven pounds a day. No need to look that up, folks. No need to Google that uh, <laughs> at all. Trust me. I uh, was way down there, and JT Kenny was swinging on them. Uh, in that one, that was my, really my, I was 19 years old. That was my first experience realizing that JT, uh, would really hurt your feelings in Florida for damn sure. (laughs) And I got multiple doses of that in my fishing life, uh, just sidebar. But, uh, but I think, dude, I think, man, that's how I want to tangle with one on a, on a flipping stick. I want, I want that more so than now, look, I'll, I'll catch a 10 pounder. However, I don't care, but exactly, but to do it like that. Man, that's that's bass fishing though, right? Like that's the that's how we all. I grew up Bassmaster magazine, looking at all the reeds and lily pads and grass in Florida. That's bass fishing heaven, dude. It just is. It's what Florida will about, always about, be to me. Like, I I know you'll remember this. So years and years and years ago on the Bassmaster television show, at the beginning credits, they used to have that Larry Nixon mm-hmm. catching like an 11 pounder out of some lily pads on some little pistol grip. I yes. still make fun of him to this day about that. <laughs> and he looks back at the camera and that fish jumps out of those lily pads and he's yeah. trying to keep his wrist straight with that little pistol grip <laughs> and that 11 pounders. That is hilarious. And, you talk about bringing a knife to a gunfight. And he says, please oh. baby, stay pegged. I'll never forget <laughs> that. Looks over oh, his yeah. shoulder. Like, 
Oh God. And that was, uh, I think it was Harris chain, right? Like a mega box. I'm pretty sure it was Harris chain. Yeah. That was chain before it got, before it went into its funk there for a while where it got really bad. Now it's good again. Yeah. It used to be good. And then it was terrible for seven, eight, 10 years, but now it's, it's come back again. Pretty good. But, but yeah, to get back to what we were originally saying, headwaters really is it's, it's absolutely amazing. Um, so here's the thing about the pressure you can pull up to the so they purposely made just two boat ramps and 36 uh parking places on the hard top okay but i've counted as many as 78 rigs in the parking (laughs) lot there was still places to park if everybody parks halfway sensible Mm -hmm. you know they got they've got plenty of gravel and stuff and and they do they did that on purpose to try to keep you know the the number of boats on it down a little bit but what we found over over the first year and a half or or almost two years of it being open which has been open a little bit longer than that now it opened uh august either august it was august 10th of 2020 so anyway what we came to figure out is that there's so much habitat that it's not like a 10,000 acre lake that everybody's going around the bank Mm-hmm. Or it's not like a 10,000 acre lake that half the guys are going around the bank and half the guys are out on the main river ledge. It's the whole thing is fishable. The whole thing has fish in it. <laughs> so, so it like those days when I said, I, 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 I've gone there and there was, you know, you count 78 boats, you know, 78 trucks and trailers in the parking lot. And you go out there and you fish for, you know, eight or nine hours and you see four boats Wow, maybe five boats, and they're way off in the distance. Like it, it's it just eats boats up. Like cool. it really does. And I don't think, really, I don't think. And this is honestly that the pressure has affected that place. And now a hundred percent, it's still a normal lake. There are still days that you go out there and you catch more some days than you do on others. The numbers are a little skewed. Like when I say I had a terrible day on headwaters, that means I fished for six hours and I only caught 20. (laughs) You know what I mean? Bless your heart. (laughs) Right. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. (laughs) But, but, but I'm just being honest. So when you, when you talk to somebody, especially locals down here that, that say it sucked, well, when they say it sucked, they don't mean they didn't even have a bite. They meant they caught, you know, 20. Or, or, you know, they fished for four hours and, and only caught eight or nine, mm-hmm. you know, instead of 40. I mean, and, and that, that, that's really what it is, you know, and it's not as good when it first opened, like the first two months, <laughs> it was completely stupid. Like you, like the first two days I ever fished it, I just, just trolled around everywhere, throwing the big one thirty whopper plopper. <laughs> In August in Florida, water temperatures 90 degrees and just caught them all day long for two days. Like just, I mean, like six pounders, seven pounders. I caught a 10 one the second day I was no out there kidding. on a whopper plopper. Jeez. Oh yeah. Yeah. It was, it was really, stu- it is not that stupid now. Yeah. 100%. It is not that stupid now. In my opinion, it's still the best lake in the country. That's cool to hear. Yeah, I, I've got. But it's not that dumb. Yeah, yeah, but what is anymore? You know what I mean? Like, even up north, we've seen that, right? Where it's not oh, that. Yeah. It's just not. I mean, we're we're going into some times. I feel like with the St. Lawrence River, we've seen it on St. Clair. We've seen it 
Uh, Champlain. Yeah, Champlain. Yeah, man. With these places where you used to roll up, fall out of bed, and expect to get a hundred bites. Like, oh hell. Right. Oh, what do you like to do? Champlain. Uh, like that. Yeah. Well, I like to throw a jerk bait. I like to, or I like to go flip. Oh, you can do that here. Oh, I'm gonna go fish some dock. You know, and you could get these these yeah. just crazy amount of bites, and we don't we don't see that now, uh, just because I feel like right. there's just so many people that fish. Uh, well, man, I I appreciate you uh breaking that down because I, I do i get that question i guess just because people know that i i travel around or whatever uh, sure. fishing especially since starting to do more of the uh, which i don't do it a ton but the youtube stuff like i do just go on yep. fun, fun trips a lot and i, I get that yep. question a lot and i've not been there I've got several friends that have gone and uh, and i just wondered about that carter andrews uh good buddy oh, of yeah. mine, saltwater guru I, down there well. yeah you know carter Yep. He fished it from a paddle board before it opened, and those stories yep. were pretty dumb. <laughs> He's oh, like, yeah. "You got to get down here, buddy. This this is it, wild." It, it's and 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 most of all of those stories are probably true. No, for, for sure. For, like like, but but so where I was going with that, where they they kind of they kind of made purposely made the parking lot smaller and everything. Well, what what they've done now since they've noticed that the lake literally swallows up boats right like like people just go out and just you know just disappear out into the marsh and and it's not crowded even with 80 boats in the parking lot now they have opened the big field on the other side of the gravel road so you could park you could park a thousand boats over there like i'm not exaggerating you could park a thousand rigs on the other side of the road it's just a giant field that runs along the side of a of a drainage canal like you could you so but they opened it up because now they've now, after, you know, they wanted to check it out, see how it's going. You know, they had a lot, they had several of us locals that, that you know, they were calling and, and, you know, getting our opinions on how the, you know, how it is out there, how the lake's been going, you know, and, and the, and the electroshocking studies have been amazing because like, they just, they just keep growing at an incredible rate. Like, like they said in two years, what, you know, like the number of, 11 and 12 pounders that are being caught right now and and let me be let me let me say that um, uh, more of those big ones are caught by people shiner fishing than they're caught by people yeah, artificial of course fishing. of course yeah now now not all of them shaw grigsby caught a 1245 in my boat on, on film like if you guys if anybody that's listening to to low budget live today if, if you watch motv and you watch my show, The Fishing Show with JT Kenny. I'm sure you saw it because it's been played and played. I remember seeing the clip. I've seen the clip. Yep, yep. But he caught a he caught a 12:45. And like I said, I know of I know of of seven over 13 that were caught on artificial, mm. like for sure, 100. percent You know, and and we've caught quite a few, you know, tens and twelves. I'm not saying that if you go to headwaters and fish one day, you're going to catch a 10 pounder. There's you can't do that. Right. I will say if you go to headwaters and fish for one day, you have a better chance of catching a 10 pounder than you do probably any other lake How? other than, you know, other than some, you know, private lake that's got, it's Juice. 10 acres and it has 50, 10 pounders in it. Yeah. You know what I mean? But like a public lake that you don't have to pay. There's not even a ramp fee at headwaters, dude. You just show up, put the boat in order. <laughs> it's incredible, man. I think it's for me and, and any of y'all listening, if you've ever fished lakes like that, the feeling, and this is how it was at Ivy when I spent two days out there, that with the week everything kind of blew up for that lake, publicly anyways. The feeling you get when you're on a body of water as a bass fisherman that's fished your whole life, 
and you know, you know that any cast, if you make the right cast, you can catch the biggest bass of your life. It's like hunting. A, it, you and I talk hunting a lot. It's like hunting that big deer of a lifetime that you know is on your farm. You've got pictures of him, and you just feel like he can walk out. It's a weird slash fantastic, you know what I mean? Like this just adrenaline <laughs> rush knowing that, like, oh, my God, if any swing of the bat I could catch one over 10, like, dude, sign me up. Like, I, that's it's like, what it's about right there to it's me. Like adre- it's like adrenaline and anticipation. Yes. Ner- and all rolled anxious. into, like, yeah. All rolled into like one like tight little ball. Somebody <laughs> just just jammed it up your butt, you know. And you're just like, you're just like, I, with consent, like of course, with consent, sport. right? Let's just right with consent. <laughs> yes. but yeah, like you're just all out of. Sport. You were asking like, for it, <laughs> right? Right, right. Like, like, yeah, it, it's it, it's it's crazy, but it it is cool. And here's the funny thing: I live seven miles from, from oh, the start of the dirt road going into there. And I still feel like that every day. Yeah. I still feel like that. I mean, and, and even though I've caught some big ones, I mean, you know, rate at 12 pounds is, is as big as, as I've ever caught. And just knowing that, you know, and, and when, when, when those biologists that were electroshocking and they were telling me and a couple of other guys that, you know, what they bounce ideas off of, you know, that they know that are, you know, pretty accomplished fishermen that fish the lake a lot. And when they were saying, dude, those guys that are catching, you know, those 11s and 12s, they're going to be 15s in a year and a half. I mean, dude, that's like, that's like, I got a little, I got a little shiver up my spine. You know what I mean? Scary. Yeah. Like, like, I'm like, you know, like I would just love to catch a teener, you know, a 13. I've caught a 12. I would just, but when you start talking about up into the teens (laughs) and, and, and this isn't, this isn't some jack wagon at the boat ramp, you know, missing half his teeth telling you that he caught a 15 pounder right. uh, last week on a night crawler. Yeah. You know, this is the, this is FWC biology yeah. saying there's going to be a considerable amount of 15 pounders in this lake in two years. You know, that's like, woo, you know, like, terrifying. oh my. Yeah. Terrifying <laughs> right. stuff, dude. I'm, I'm scared and excited all at the same time, you know, yeah, like, yeah. Oh my God. Yeah. I, look, I'm a big trocar guy. I'm a fan. I am too. I, I'm, I'm scared to hook a 15 pounder on any hook. <laughs> I don't know what that's going to be like, you know, I mean, I'm, scared, my God. But I'm ready. I'm ready. Yeah. I'm ready, son. I want that. I would, I want that battle for sure. Well, <laughs> well, dude, you, right. you do. Get, in, yeah, for sure, dude. Well, you get to spend a lot of time, and I won't call it necessarily fun fishing, but because you, you film a lot, you work very hard uh, with your sponsors still, even though you're out of the tournament game. But that kind of takes me into yep. into the, the conversation that I know a lot of people want to want to have with you. And that is you you left and you and I are similar in this, except for you had this amazing, long one point five million dollar in earnings bass fishing career that in 2018, you know, 11 forest wood cups, rest in peace, forest wood cup, RIP, um, yep. you know, great event. We missed that event, but 11 of those dude, which is not easy to do. And then you just said, all right, I'm going to go do this other thing. And when the BPT started, you, you were there, man, you were, you were their commentator. And I'll never forget hearing that news the rumor mill that you were going to do that. And I'm like, 
you were so accomplished. And I, I drew you one time as a co-angler when I was fishing co-angler. We already knew each other, but it was, it was, yep. it was awesome on the Potomac River, being in the boat with you. It's one of my favorite days ever, getting yep. to watch you break that place down. And we had a great day, great time. But you, were, you, you didn't quit because you weren't successful. You didn't quit because, yeah, man, you, you weren't like a 60-year-old dude that was waning in the stand. Like, you were at the peak. Dude, right. You fished the cup in 18, right? Yep. I mean, you were there. Was that a difficult decision for you to step away it, it, from that? It, it, at first, it was. It, it really was. So, so you know, when, when the Bass Pro Tour started and MLF came out and did all this stuff, I had fished MLF and the whatever they called them, the, the cups mm-hmm. or whatever. Selects you know, uh, or whatever. Selects, yeah. correct. Selects yeah. for, for a year before that. So, I had already played in the, in the you know, the MLF pool a little bit and and actually had a couple of the, the just a couple of selects i fished i had a lot of success in them I actually you know it, it did pretty good i kind of liked the whole uh which the bass pro tour doesn't do right now but i kind of liked the whole like just show up and go mm-hmm. you know like that's like i thought that was pretty cool yeah, you know what i mean absolutely yeah i thought that was awesome but so anyway but you know so the rumor come out that Hey, we're going to do this. We're going to, we're not going to have entry fees. We're going to be, you know, it's just this big thing's coming out. And I'm like, well, yeah, I'm in, you know, like, sounds good. I'm in. Right. And then, so, so to be an angler, I was right. Yeah. You were on the list. <laughs> oh yeah. As yeah. A matter I remember. of fact, yeah. uh, when, when I, th- they had two different meetings in two different areas of the country for all these people to come mm-hmm. and they kind of pitched the idea to us and they handed us all contracts at the end. You know, and they basically said, like, take them, you know, take them home, look them over, you know, if you're in, you know, scan them back to us or whatever. I just signed it and walked back up and just handed it back to them at the front and said, I'm in, hmm. you know, like, like I was just, I want, that's what I wanted to do. You know what I mean? And, and the whole format wasn't a hundred percent set yet. And, you know, but, but whatever, I was like, I want to go, I want to go do this. <laughs> and then they called me about a month later you know, offered me this position to, to be the commentating thing. And I was like, I could, no, I'm an angler. No, I mean, I appreciate it, you know, but no. And, uh, you know, I got home and I told Steph, I said, they called and asked me to be the damn commentator for this thing instead of fishing them. And, and she kind of laughed about it too. And then, and then over the course of like the next two days, so I got thinking about it and I kind of, I kind of always knew that like some sort of TV deal would kind of be my end game in this mm-hmm. sport. Um, but I didn't think at 43 years old. Yeah. Y- you know what I'm saying? I thought at 55 years old or, or something like that. I always, and I'm not saying this bad about anybody in, in our family because bass fishing is my family. It's your family. Mm-hmm. And, and I'm not, and the, the crossover of the leagues, that's just, I do not care. Everybody that's in the Bassmaster Elite Series, I consider my family, just like everybody in Major League Fishing, just like everybody in the MPFL. That, like that, we're all a big family. And we may bicker amongst ourselves, just like families do, but, but we're all a big family. But, but I always knew that, that like my end game was going to be in the TV thing. And I, then like the second day, I really got thinking about it. And I was like, you know, if that's what you always thought you were going to do anyway, and maybe that is God's plan for you, just God's timing 
is not what your timing was. But if you think that's what you were going to do, you know, maybe it's, you know, maybe it's God telling you that's, you know, that's time to do it. And, and, you know, so I thought about it a little bit more and talked to a couple of buddies about it. And I was like, yeah, I'm going to, you know what I mean? I'm going to try it. I'm going to try it. If I don't like it, you know, I had had talks with some of the people at MLF that, you know, get me back, you know, get me back on the roster, you know, at any time, that's the only way I'm going to do it. Right. You know, and, uh, and, and, you know, we kind of agreed to that, but, but it ended up, man, I love it. I, I wouldn't, I, I, so far I wouldn't change anything that I've decisions I've made personally. I wouldn't change anything. Like, like I was super happy to have been uh, on the professional tour, so to speak for about 23 years. If you consider, you know, getting started and all that stuff and, and touring around. Um, I wouldn't change it for the world and, and I wouldn't change that decision in late 2018 to, to start being, you know, commentator. And of course, and, and within a year I started my own, you know, my own show, yeah. which is the fishing show with JT Kenny on MOTV and that's doing real well. Um, but I, I wouldn't change any of it. Like I really honestly enjoy, uh, what I'm doing and, and I do, I do not miss the tournament fishing i just i don't i i fish you know a couple little local tournaments here around home you know every once in a while on a saturday morning or something you know i'll go get with the guys and and you know we'll have a little 30 or 40 boat tournament down at garcia or something like that you know i still do that and get my little jollies and i fished a little uh american bait works tournament at gunnersville this year Dude, like i'll fish that high cast cup <laughs> you know kind of st stuff like that you know every once in a while but but uh, I, I just don't, I don't miss it. Like it's, it's, it's a, it's a part of my life. I wouldn't change for the world. I wouldn't change. I wouldn't go back and change anything. Well, maybe if I could change, maybe winning a handful more tournaments, maybe, but, <laughs> yeah. but other than that, like I wouldn't change being a professional angler for 23 years. Like I just wouldn't do it, but I have no want to ever like, like if something happened that there was just no more uh, job for me tomorrow, like I wouldn't uh, start looking for tournament sponsorships again to go back tournament wow. fishing. Like I, I just do something else. That that's a, that's a statement, man. And I, but I get it because that's kind of, that's where I've been really. I'm, I did miss it. I set out 2020 and I just did the podcast and, <coughs> and, and then I came back in 2021 and fished a couple of opens and fished a couple this year. And man, I just don't, I have this, I, I am obsessed with bass fishing head to toe steel. I love it more now than I think I did when I was a kid. It's all I talk about. It's what I study. But but I think mainly because my kids love it so much, right? And I'm more focused oh, yeah. on I would rather take a week instead of Bassmaster or MLF telling me, hey, this is the schedule. These are the dates you can show up and fish this juice lake with three thousand other people. I'd rather go, hey, I'm gonna go to headwaters with Hudson and Ryder Duncan and load up in the truck and go down there for three days and and yep. have a good time when the weather's good and you know what if it's raining and blowing 40 miles an hour out of the north we just don't go that day. you know what i mean like that's right that's kind of where yeah. i'm at now and and i i enjoy it now that being said i'm fishing uh alabama bass trail 100s again this year with trey swindle i loved sure. uh, those three events last year i had a blast seeing so many friends of mine that i grew up fishing against and 
and pros are allowed to fish it. So you had Gerald in it last year and, and yeah. Greg Vincent and, and Justin Hamner and so many guys on the roster next year. Jordan Lee's on it and Jesse Wiggins is fishing with his brother. They're going to win every damn tournament uh, for sure. <laughs> uh, but 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 it's just – it's a lot of fun. So I love – I still love to compete like you're saying. But, man, I do not have – I and you and I think commentating and and doing this podcast has taught me so much about the drive of these guys that are yep. just murderers now the wheelers the connells yep. the lee livesey's the seth fighters dude yep. they're just and even the Gerald Swindles that are that are you know 30 years into this deal dude they just they just think about it differently than I do. They want it more than I do. And I learned that in the opens. You're running into these 20-year-old kids that are the 20-year-old kid I was, except yep. on another level of, yeah, we're going to practice for two weeks every day, daylight to dark, and we're going to graph every square inch. And I'm like, Bubba, I ain't that guy. I'm going to roll up and throw my oh. chatterbait at some docks and some laydowns and throw my buzzbait and try to get some bites and figure this deal out. And then I'm going to go to the house and drink a beer and get up in the morning yep. and do it again. You cats are studying google earth and doing all this i do that stuff don't get me wrong but like they just take it to this nth degree and man i'll just tell you like i just don't feel like i belong throwing my money throwing my hat into the ring against these guys and i feel like you are commentating some of the best of the best of the best dude you see how big a freak shows these guys are and you were one of them i mean a million and a half bucks but dude do you feel like the game has changed though i say this a lot but with with forward facing and all this I, I do. I do. And, and, and it's, I don't think it's like the forward facing sonar is not going to be like the end all be all, but I will tell you one thing. And, and so I hope I don't get sidetracked, but, but, I, but I have to say this, but like with the, with the different scoring and, and being able to, to uh, uh, each catch is registered, like with MLF is what I'm mm-hmm. talking about. Yeah, each yeah. catch being registered, the time, when it was caught, where it was caught, how deep it was caught, you know, those, those boat officials have to have to write all that stuff down and we get to look at that stuff. And, and it has completely like, it happens so often where, where, and I know anybody that watches MLF has heard me say this and I'll say, well, we just debunked that, that we thought. Yeah, was true yeah, for, for sure. And, and so what, what, what forward facing sonar is doing also is, is showing us, all this and and you know everybody excuse me for saying this but there's no other way to say it all the bullshit that we thought was true all this stuff that and 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 so here i go here's the first time in this conversation i'm gonna piss people off so (laughs) it took 30 something minutes so we're good (laughs) right you it's actually a record for me so you have all these writers, and I'm not naming any names, but I am going to group them together. <laughs> all these writers that are out there just, and God bless them, they want to be, they want to have work in the outdoor industry. So they go out there and they write these horseshit. Can we even call them <laughs> horseshit <thesis>? articles? <laughs> right. It's yeah. an article about here's my opinion yeah. of of what is happening, and and all of a sudden, three years later. That's gospel. Yes, that's right. You know what I mean? And then, and then, you know, now we find out between forward facing sonar and, and the real time data that, that through the format MLF is able to collect 
that so many of these these revelations in the book of bass fishing, chapter seven, verse four, <laughs> that we have all like heeded to for years is crap. Yep. yep. It is it is full on junk. It's like proven fact doesn't make any difference. And I love that. <laughs> I mean that deep in my loins. That just I love that we're doing that. And it, and and none of nothing that I said is directed towards any individual. It's directed towards us, my whole family of bass fishermen yeah. all over the world. That we were wrong, <laughs> and it's like and I love it. It's like, and here's the data. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, yeah. Well, I know, think here it is. You can't. It's irrevocable. Well, I think here it is. What we thought was wrong. I love it. Well, I think now we get you get pro speak right we always talk about pro speak and there used to be these just mind-blowing things that guys would say that were just complete i mean it was their opinion and that's fine but sure. but whether it was magazines or whatever you would read and like you're saying you're taking it as gospel but what we became at some point and live coverage has debunked this as well as the flow of information whether it's youtube like we're seeing things at a faster level but what we're also seeing is guys are just this, you know, vomit of content <laughs> that has to be provided all <laughs> yeah. the time, right? Yeah. Like it's yeah. it's nuts how, but but guys are giving up the goods more and more and more because they have to. They got to make a video. But I think where a lot of these theories or articles came from, because you've been a part of them, I've been a part of them. Oh yeah, is we got into this world at some point with these media events. Then I'm pulling back the curtain, and I'm going to piss people off with this. Which what's new, but where a company or companies or anglers will get together with these media companies and we have these events with pros and you're going, eh, well, what do you, uh, Hey Luke, what do you think about, uh, what, what can we write an article on today? And you're in the boat with a writer and I've written with, I've, I've fished with a lot of great writers and photographers and things. And you're like, um, well, sometimes I throw a jig at a rock, you know, and you come and they're riding and, and you get on your high horse of, well, and then you throw this in three to seven feet of water and you hop it twice. And you, the only time you're ever going to get a bite is this. And so many times, and you may have caught them like that. I'm not saying, but sure. I think so many times these articles are manufactured for content for, cause dude, I, I say this on this show. I've said this to my buddy Panger with BTL. He does two freaking bass fishing shows a week live, dog. Do you know how hard that is? It's bass fishing. Yeah. There's not that much shit to talk about in a week. Right. I do a weekly show, and I'm very fortunate to get great guests that that help me. But if you're just going to sit here, I see these. There's a million fishing podcasts now, and they pop up, and they're like, today we're going to discuss black and blue jigs. Get out of here, dude. You know right. how many videos you can see on this crap? But but at some right. point we did get to where I do and I, I maybe the word manufacturer is not right because if you if you speak it maybe you mm, do believe it. it but I do think we got to that and dude with live coverage and forward facing sonar we're like holy shit these giant bass just swim around over fifty feet of water all the time in the middle of the freaking lake when we can't because yes, we go down the bank flipping a stretch of docks and we're like damn man. They just weren't eating on my docks today, or maybe there's not a few of them up there. Or they, I think about your home lake, one of your home lakes down there in Okeechobee, you've had so much success, and there's always this talk of, and I wonder, maybe this is under the radar. Guys aren't talking about this. You probably know more about it. But I'm thinking you always used to flip grass mats or whatever, and you'd be like, well, 
that wave hasn't moved in yet or or they live out in the lake or they live here and there and and with forward facing are guys discovering these gigantic pods of them swimming around out there now you know i'm sure they are so, maybe so here's well well here's the here's the that the, that's kind of a, a loaded question of course <laughs> um in the in the summertime yes there are some areas out there where there's a lot of shad guys are going out there forward facing sonar and finding these giant schools of fish the answer mm-hmm. is yes in the summertime problem is lake okeechobee has been degraded degraded yeah. so bad to a, a, a just a mud puddle of its former self mm-hmm. that there is so much decayed just junk and and crap and soot and muck laying on the bottom of that place that in in the, in the winter time and when i say the winter time on lake okeechobee i'm talking about you know december to march and that's really the only time that you see any big national uh, events coming course, to, to the lake unfortunately Correct. Yeah. Uh, but they, there, there's, you know, there's so much wind at that time of year that the lake, the middle of the lake is constantly stirred up mm-hmm. and, and, and you just can't get those Florida strain bass and, and muddy water. There, there's one little caveat. Lake Apopka is, is always mm-hmm. muddy and stirred up and, and they seem to bite there a little bit in the mud just cause it's muddy all the time. But with Lake Okeechobee, really, for the most part, and I'm speaking in generalities because I know there's going to be some guy listening that goes, ah, it was clear last February. <laughs> and yeah, sure it was, bud, because it was calm for three weeks. And it doesn't nor- – I'm speaking in generalities. Generally, uh, you know, you get a couple days of calm, a couple days of wind, a couple days of calm, a couple days of wind from about, you know, the end of November till uh, April. Mm-hmm. So it stays pretty stirred up. So – I don't think you're going to see a national event one on Lake Okeechobee with forward facing sonar only because of that. Hmm. If it stayed clean, like when I first started fishing Lake Okeechobee in the late nineties, Oh wow. Yeah. yeah. You know, and, and, and you'd go out on the outside of the, of the, not on the outside of the Kissimmee grass. Then there was a giant band of pepper grass yes. <laughs> all the way out to like seven feet of water. And we'd go out there and anchor up and fish shiners and, and you'd be in seven or eight feet of water way out off the levee. And and you could see your anchor rope three quarters of the way to the bottom. Mm-hmm. You know, so if it was like that back then, absolutely you would you would be able to go out there and find those big schools of fish. But just with the water, the the I mean, you know how offshore fish are in muddy water, even on an offshore lake when it gets oh, muddy, yeah. it's it's not impossible, but it's way harder. Unless you were uh and you said debunk theories. Jacob Wheeler, you follow. Oh, yeah. One that of the first, that PPT no down there was just, I'm watching, I'll never forget watching and just being like, what am I, what am I seeing right now? Like, what am I but, freaking seeing? But that oh, lake stays stained a lot too. I will ex- say that. Exactly. And yeah. here's the thing I've had, I had a top 10 in an FLW tour event there one time. Now, this was shallow fishing, not offshore. This was shallow. But I caught him and I was, I was throwing what I called a clown spinnerbait. I had a mm-hmm. nickel spinnerbait. And I had every color that you could think of chartreuse and orange and black and white and orange blades. And, and that's how muddy it was. And I finished in the top 10 and, and catching them on that crazy clown colored spinnerbait. So at least at Eufaula, there's situation, you know, there's times when they still bite in the mud on that lake. Oh, for sure. On Lake Okeechobee, they just, they just don't, yeah. they just, 
don't. And I dare you to go try to defy that theory because I'm a Tennessee River yeah. rat that tried that several times when I was a kid. Like, oh, it doesn't All freaking you- matter. And you hear this talk. It does It does matter. You will not get a bite. Maybe there's uh, somebody oh. that has debunked it a couple times, but, like, dude, for the most part. There's no consistency if they no, have. There's no consistency. No, it's it's. it's I know amazing. Terry Bolton. Yes. Terry Bolton one time yeah. caught a few – uh and did did real well i don't think he won but he was like top two or three yeah. or something yeah uh so you know in in freaking 30 years man there's been like one or two <laughs> yeah, times yeah, yeah. like that's that's not i'm not I, i'm not buying that not I, like when that. i'm talking about stuff in bass fishing i'm not trying to pull out the one here's the one little pin thread of evidence that no i'm talking in generalities yeah. like you know i want to i want to hear 20 percent of the time this happens because because like i for 20 some years i fished as a professional angler towards the end of my career i did have some pretty decent sponsorship money coming in but for the most part i was living on those checks Mm -hmm. okay and and i wasn't basing my uh three days of practice and hopefully four days of the tournament maybe only two on uh you know last or 14 years ago in april some guy caught him on this worm like yeah, yeah. no no i want 50 percent of the time 50 percent of the checks are made on this technique and this bait and that's the one i'm gonna probably at least try to make work no doubt about you know that. so right so that's that's kind of where i am on that deal but it's definitely changed and one of the biggest things that i love like i said I feel it deep in my loins. I love debunking <laughs> all this stuff, but it's, is like all the back in the day, Bassmaster magazine articles, fish swim these contour lines to find their ways <laughs> yeah, back. Yeah, gosh, no, they don't. No, they don't. No, <laughs> not all the no, time. They no. might sometimes, but not all the time. No, they just, they just swim wherever the shad are, bud. That's they don't right. really, and the shad don't care. No. And, and, bass are just with them i mean i'm not saying there's not one old mossy back that you know lives under a stump all his life but the vast majority of the fish in a lake they don't they don't care <laughs> no no they, they're, they're just they're, they're gonna there. they gotta eat they gotta eat or they die so they're gonna find something to eat my, my dad used to say we would catch them in just you know a weird place for me again I'm Bassmaster Magazine kid watching tournaments, you know, downloading all this stuff as as a kid in my brain at 12, 13 years old. We're fishing a bass club, and I'd be like, well, man, we're catching them. You know, it'd be July on Kentucky Lake, and we'd be catching them in a foot of water uh, or something crazy that's just kind of against all odds, you would think. And and I remember my dad saying we we're catching them in some, uh, on a rattle trout. Never forget. And fish were schooling uh, on this flat like a foot of water. And I'm like, but – it doesn't make sense. And he said, son, let me tell you something. He said, if these shad climb to the top of a damn telephone pole, that's where these bass would be. And, and, and it stuck with right me behind. for years. Like that's just, it doesn't have to make sense. It just has to work. Right. Like that's just, that's yep. just it. And, and I, and we have seen these fish. I think Michael Neal last year at Rayburn, dude, he's just in the middle of a damn lake. He's just yep. roaming around. Uh, just gonna Spencer Sheffield's a guy that's that's gonna gonna you know bust a lot of heads over there this year with you guys oh, at BPT. Yeah. Uh, yep. He he's uh, just fantastic at just doing that. Just just going. Ah, I'm gonna go against the norm and I'm gonna go out here and I'm gonna find him and he's great at it. Uh, but it but I it has realize, changed for sure. I didn't realize he got second in the U.S. Open out there yeah. on Lake Mohawk. Yeah, dude, he just rolls I just up. Saw that the other day. Yeah, I was incredible. like, holy crap! Incredible man. Uh, 
which that place looks really fun, by the way. Just sidebar, total yeah. jumping around sidebar. That place looks like somewhere I need to I need to visit at some point. Just very, the, very those cool. Those smallmouth looked. They looked. They didn't look like Tennessee River smallmouth no, or not like at all. Kentucky smallmouth. They looked like Lake Erie smallmouth. Yes, they did very much so. It was uh, that that was a cool tournament to keep up with, for sure. Uh, and I know we're jumping around a lot, but I but I want to go back to. Um, the heart of the matter, but the, uh, your, your, your gig here, you're fantastic at, it. I'm, a, I'm, I love, I love watching what you do, your, your perspective on things, your humor. Cause, cause you've always been a guy that I like spending time around because I know we're going to have a good time, uh, and cut up. And, and I think that comes across the real JT comes across on live very well. I feel like, and, and I, and it's, it's, it's refreshing it's uh you're not playing a character you it's it's great to see um but i want to go back to those days just real quick just for for a different perspective because i was very involved in and in being vocal about things obviously when all the shift was going on and you were you were all in man you signed your contract to fish what were those days like when you became when you wore that you put on your hey man i'm an employee hat and all the social media stuff was going on and, and, and myself included, right? Like I'm setting fires and, and talking shit and, 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 yeah. and, and doing what I'm doing, but a lot of people were, and you got the comments and just people were very visceral about it. What were those days like, um, just for a perspective, hell, just for me, if nobody else cares, but what were those days like for MLF? I mean, just for employees. I mean, were you guys like, Holy shit, we have stirred up a hornet's nest. Like what, what were those days like? So, so I want to make something very, very clear right off the, well, we're not right off the bat, but, but when I start talking about stuff like this, none of my opinions have reflect anything. They're my opinions, not FLW's opinions. I don't, I'm not even an official MLF employee. I'm just a, so, so like I said, nothing that I say going forward is, is MLF's opinion and everything. These are my opinions. Yes. So that's just, let's, let's get that out. Cause I don't want somebody saying, Oh, JT said that MLF. <laughs> no, no, before you guys even start typing that, put comment, your pitchforks up, forum you're, whatever forum you're getting ready to go say that on, I'm, I'm publicly stating this right here that all this is mine. Yes. I own all these Let's, comments. I'm ready. No way, shape, <laughs> or form uh, MLF in, in any way. I do not work for them. I'm a contractor. But I personally, I thought it was great because we were stirring up shit. And I'm a little <laughs> bit of a shit stirrer. I don't know if you realize that or not. Yes, I do. But, 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 I, but, but, what I, but why I really liked it, and like I said, what I just said about myself is, is a little bit true, and, and I'll own that. Um, but I liked it because it was breathing lifeblood into my family's sport. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Yeah, like it was, it was, even though a lot of people's blood pressure was high and I can't believe that, you know, everybody's just leaving bass and I can't believe that, you know, this stupid, all the fish count and I can't believe this and that, but I loved it. I loved it because it was breathing life into the sport it was it was our sport had gotten stagnant uh-huh. it did and and once again like i said i'm not picking sides on anything at all you're not at I, all yeah. I, liked it. I liked it 
some of the people that that worked for MLF were like, "Oh my God, we, you know, what are we doing? What are we?" Doing? And I and I was just like, "I did. Let's roll. Like I like it. <laughs> Good because it's get perfect example. The walleye cheaters. Same thing. It's just in it. It brought attention just to the stirred sport. Up a lot of stuff. No, that's right. Yeah. Just yeah. on a more gigantic level. Walleye. <laughs> I feel more, like right more people watching walleye fishing now because you never there was more people at that time paying attention to bass fishing than there had been in a long time Listen. because of that and that's what i meant by the analogy no. of the walleye feeders that there was there's more people paying attention to walleye fishing now than there ever was because of because of that storm well when mlf created this storm <laughs> there was more people paying even even if even if 50% of them were mad. At least there was more people paying attention to our sport. And that was our mission statement from the jump. Yeah. And I was like, I was like, yeah, you know <laughs> what I mean? Like, like this, like that, because like, like once I determined that I'm going to be a commentator instead of, instead of fishing the tournaments, you know, so like now I'm behind this mission statement, like I'm behind like maybe I'm going to be part of the catalyst that actually makes this sport as big as we all want it to be. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, like this is part, this is how it grows. This is, this is the spark, you know, that lights the fire. You know what I mean? Like, and, like, and you guys were all in, we've talked about that, right? And Spoyer and I yeah. talked about it on here. Um, you guys bit hook, line, and sinker on what you were being, and I and I don't mean that in a negative way at all, on what you're being sold. And it's like you and I have had conversations like, how could you not be? How could you not be right? sold as an angler? We've always wanted no entry fees and better payouts. And when you got somebody dangling a carrot of, hey, man, we're going to change your life. We are going to get you bigger sponsors. We're going to bring new eyeballs to this. We are going to do things that have never been done in the sport of bass fishing. And we're taking it to the next level. And you guys were 80 dudes or 83 considering yeah. the broadcast team and a lot of employees or whatever, but you were yep. this group that was like, let's go, let's go. And right. that was very much the attitude for, I'm going to say a year. Yep. And, and then it changed. And it did change overall with a few anglers. And you had guys leave because even the guys that left were like, even my buddy Swindle, even my buddy Atkins, screw you, dude. Screw you. I, I Like, not in an angry way, but like we would have these heated conversations where they're like, you got to quit saying what you're saying and tearing us down or, or being controversial. You got to quit this. You got to quit this stuff because they were all in. They were all in. I had these yeah. conversations with them multiple times. And then it was like, hey, man, I'm leaving. I'm like, whoa, 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 whoa. Is this where I get to say I told you so? Like, how does this work? <laughs> or whatever, you know. But I'll never forget a text. And I got to bring this up. I got to bring this up. But I'll never forget a text. And by the way, I have absolutely. I'll look right at this camera and get real close to this microphone. I have absolutely said I told you so to a lot of my friends <laughs> about, about certain things that we argued about. Uh, certain right. people that they were like, Doug, trust that guy with my children and my wife. And then they're like, you know what? F that mother. <laughs> we had a lot of that. And I was like, wait a second. Do you remember when I said this, you freaking asshole? Uh, we had a lot of that. So anyways, but JT Kenny sends me a, a text message. 
And I wish I could go back. I probably should have, but I don't know. I don't remember the date. I just remember it was in the heat of me versus Spoyer and me being subject to group texts within the organization and just bizarre things. Uh, you know, Wilburn reaching out to my boss, whatever, like all these crazy oh, yeah. times, the crazy times that were happening. You text me and go, buddy, what is going on? And you're like, <laughs> I've known you forever. And you send me this text, and I forget the exact word to go, but I'll never forget it. And you're like, everywhere I go, all of a sudden, Luke Duncan's <laughs> it's just like the devil. You know, what is happening? And I remember, like, what, what, what is my, happening? What, what, why, do, why, are, why is everybody <laughs> mad at this guy all of a sudden? Like, I'll never forget. And I remember telling my wife, I'm like, I just heard from JT. And, uh, and, and, yeah, he's just like, he's confused. <laughs> you were just bewildered. You're like, but wait. And Spoyer said something, and I told him on the on the second show we did this year, he said something to me. They did, because I did get caught up in it, and there was a lot going on in life with losing my mom and losing my granddad sure. all within a month. And, and then I just, it became very, it did become very personal, and it was a bad place to be in mentally, I'll be honest. And I've talked about this a million times on here. Um, I very much still believe in, what I said, and and I and I, I do. Um, I might have been very harsh uh, critically on a lot of things, or got people fired up. Because man, dude, there were there were a lot of times, and I, I've said this on here, and I'll say it again today. I mean, I had people comment, "Yeah, they messed with our leader." Like I had these very bizarre comments. And I'm like, whoa, 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 whoa. "Hang on, time out, homeboy, time out." Like this is bass fishing. Like I'm opinionated, and this is, you know, me going back and forth with some folks. But like, come on now. Like I'm not a leader of a cult. I'm not like, this is, this is bizarre. And it scared me, man. Like pe- things were getting really wild for a while. And, uh, and going into 2020, I was like, all right, pump the brakes a little bit here. And, um, and I was very angry. I was, I was very angry, uh, over things going on, but, but that text got me from you. And then Spoyer said this on the show. He said, man, uh, you and I got to know each other. We both started fishing FLW around the same time. And he goes, we were in the same flight all year. And he said, you were always a guy that I knew that no matter what kind of day you had or I had, you were going to be laughing, cutting up, bullcrapping, and and being funny in the tanks. And he said, and so it's weird for me to see this side of you publicly that that nobody really sees that it's just strange for me, man. And he said that on the show. And, dude, it 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 hit me like it did. It was because I've always been very opinionated. I feel like you know where you stand with me. I, I like that about myself, right, wrong, or indifferent. Um, a lot of people don't know how to take that, and that's fine. I'm not saying that I'm right. I'm not saying that just because I say it that you got to believe it, be on my side. That's what makes the world go round. We don't have to agree on everything. But but that statement he made, I really had gotten away from myself a little bit. I'll be honest. And uh, But your, your text, I always uh, – and I know I went on a little ramble rant like always right there, but it did. It was like – that got me because you were like, buddy, what is, what is, what's going on? Hey man, I'm just checking in because all of a sudden you're the number one most wanted man in bass fishing. And I'm confused <laughs> <laughs> friend. I am very confused. Yeah, like, I, don't, I don't know. I don't know what's going on. There, but. And that was, you know, going on um, this fall, will of course be like four years, but, and look, I'm thankful for those days. It's like you said about the profit. I'm thankful for FLW 
the people there, Kathy Fennell, Bill Taylor, uh, all, all too many to name, Kim Lynn, like they were family to me yep. for so long. Oh, and I yeah. feel like they got caught in shrapnel because of the things I was doing. And we've had multiple conversations and they're good with me and I'm good with them. Uh, and I had friends, I had dear friends that were fishing BPT and, and guys like you that I consider a, a, a great friend that I, I love and respect very much. And, uh, you know, you guys were getting caught in the shrapnel of it. And I had no ill will towards you guys at all. And, and I think most of you knew that, I, but I, I, it did hurt some relationships I had in life and in the industry. Uh, and I know I, you know, they're never going to put me at the broadcast table with you. That's never going to happen. Uh, <laughs> I, I think, I think one of the things was not just, not just with you, but with a lot of people at that point was, was there, there was just a, a lot. I don't want to say anxiety or I don't know what the right term about it is, but once, just like what I was talking about where the blood pressure in our sport was high. Yes, it was you know I mean? like, and, and, and at, at first, like right when it launched, like right up to the first event, like it was, it was blood pressure was high, bubbly anticipation, hopes and dreams. This is going to be awesome. You know, and, and then, and then when it didn't go as smooth and as perfect and just, you know, rocket to the moon in the first year, then you had a whole bunch of guys that were, uh, you know, like, Oh man, did we make the right decision? Yeah. So, so, so now blood pressure in the sport is high with, with that, you know what I mean? With, I mean, I guess anxiety, I guess Mm -hmm. it is. Did we make the right decision? Did we? So I think you had a lot of people that were in a weird position, whether they were FLW guys or Bassmaster Elite Series guys that had made a major change in their life and, and it wasn't happening. It's not that it wasn't happening by any means. It wasn't happening as quickly or as smoothly as they may have anticipated. And a lot of people said a lot of shit that they probably regret. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I think, I think that, and, and, and at least for right now, it's still kind of the United States that we can still have our own opinion. We're supposed to be able to, but that's my opinion for right now is that a lot of people said a lot of stuff that probably in a cooler headed time, they may or may not have thought the same thought, but they may not have said it. And I'm yeah. not necessarily singling you. No, no, not at all. I, I, listen, I don't think, I don't think I would change anything I said on a lot of it. Okay. I can say that like my opinions on my, sure. right. Your, your thoughts and feelings change, right? They do when you get more information or as you get older, wiser, you know what I mean? Like Sporter and I joked Absolutely. about that. Hey, we're older, wiser, cooler heads prevail, whatever. Yep. And, but, but I think in that time I was so emotionally tied to FLW, even though I was there for a short time, I was like, I was pissed at them. Like how in the hell could they sell to these guys? Um, and honestly, everything that's happened since then to the tour, and we'll, we'll get into that. Uh, it is frustrating for me still today. Like I'm not, like it sucks because the FLW tour was such a fixture. Um, I like BPT. I do. I think that it's, uh, I, I have, I like a lot of, I should say, I like a lot of things about it, obviously, like I do, 
I think the coverage is fantastic. I, I think I liked the format. I, I didn't hate the format. I liked that it was different. But here's here's what I will say to the camera, to you, to every low lifer. It's going to be like, holy crap. Uh, this is what I'll say that I, I I don't think I've ever said, and that is to do what a all the anglers did that either left their post to do what you did to join this thing in its infancy, knowing a shitstorm was coming uh, potentially, and to be a guy like Boyd, guys like Gary. Um, that I take a lot of like poke fun at, right? Gary Klein was one of my fishing heroes, right? That guy would probably slap sure. me in the face if you ever saw me in, in person, and that's that's fine. Um, shout out Gary, uh, s- still one of my favorite anglers of all time growing up. But the balls <laughs> that it took yeah. from all the anglers, from them yeah. to just try it, okay? Yep. I, and maybe I have said, I can't remember. I do a lot of these, but is amazing. That leads us to right now, which is one of the things I want to talk to you about is now. And I've said this on here, the fact that they are once again, changing applaud them for listening to the anglers to a certain extent, but changing this format that they were like MLF, the future of bass fishing, get out of here by fish, <laughs> you know, in the beginning, you're yep. running those commercials yep. and things, whatever. And now yep. we're going five fish and dude, the risk that that's, I still think the numbers are going to be good. People are going to watch, of course, but you do have die hard. Every fish counts fans, correct? We do. I mean, you, you yes, do. Sir. And now I think you run the risk up. It's ballsy again, applaud Boyd for going, Hey, this is what y'all want to do. This is what we'll do. But just know there could be, you know, there could be consequences and hearing Gerald talk about and hearing Jordan talk about how, how you guys worked it out um, is very interesting to me. But I do think you run the risk of losing some of those core MLF fans in an attempt to get guys that probably aren't going to peek over there anyways because they're just dead set that MLF is whatever. You know what I mean? Like, I, I just yep. think that you I – do. I don't know if the juice is worth the squeeze. And something else, and before you you give me your thoughts on this – is I really believe this, and I've said this on the show, I think if BPT, with the star power they had, with everybody that left, and if you go back and listen to a low-budget live before, this would be pre-me being on YouTube, but the audio versions, because I've done it for five years, if you go back and listen, you will hear me say, I, I I did a podcast during your inaugural event at Toho, with it running on my MacBook in the background, all in, and I said, they had a chance to bury Bassmaster. They did. They very yep. much did. Uh, they did. Had they, in my opinion, did the five fish thing out of the giddy like they're doing now, made it a regular tournament trail. And I'm going to say this, and you you may disagree with this wholeheartedly. Had they done a weigh-in of any kind, I think it's a, we are we are having a different conversation right now. I believe that. I really believe that. I don't think you lose the Christie's. I don't think you lose the Swindles, and maybe they disagree. I don't know. I don't think you lose Paul. I don't think you lose those guys. I really don't. Right. And I think that – I think it becomes the place everybody wants to be. Now, is it a place that a lot of people want to be still? Well, for hell yeah, of course. You see many guys turning down any invites, did you? <laughs> you know, yeah. they're qualified. Uh, it's a place right. – it is a place to be. It is – It is. 
the upper echelon of professional bass fishing as we know it. But I think things could have been very different. All right. Now, oh. I'm, running, yeah. I'm running my mouth. But give me the JT Kenny take. Being on the inside, formats, changes, what do you think? Well, I think it could have been, it could have been, you know, different. Um, so w- before I get into anything, once again, these are all my opinions. Of course. To do with them. I, I liked our original mission statement was we are going to take this thing to the moon. We're going to make it big. Here's why we're doing all the fish count instead of, uh, you know, five fish, because it makes it more like a regular stick and ball sports. Mm-hmm. It does. That's right. Um, so, like, I, I, so let me say this first. Us going back to five fish, and this is my personal opinion, I'm extremely disappointed. Um, my pers- Me personally, when I fish little local tournaments around the house or something, I don't want to fish all the fish counts. I don't. I want to fish five fish. I grew up fishing five fish. My point is I wanted to be part of this this catalyst this thing that finally makes the sport i love and the family that's involved in it that i love and and once again when i say that i'm talking about mpfl i'm talking about bassmaster elite series i'm talking about mlf i'm talking about everybody that enjoys tournament bass fishing i wanted to be part of the catalyst that takes that to the moon that these that these anglers finally get paid for how much work they really do you know compared mm-hmm. to some other sports I wanted to be part of, you know, it, it being big, you know what I mean? Yeah. And I don't, I'm big myself. I don't give a crap. Would I like to make a little bit more money? Sure. Who would, right? Right. Whatever. Everybody. That's, yeah. That's everybody. Not, not the point. I just wanted to be part of something big. You know what I mean? Like, I just wanted to be part of that. And I feel like us going to back to five fish will in the immediate future, I feel like, it's gonna. It will help our viewership a little bit, um, and, and and that obviously will be a good thing. What I and this is just my opinion. What I feel like that's done is slow down, retard, uh, disassociate ourselves from that main original mission statement was to was to go to the moon with this thing was to have instead of having 500,000 uh you know people that are interested in in bass fishing that that we're going to be on barstool sports and Mm -hmm. and you know five million people in it there's going to be they're going to be betting on it in las vegas you know and and we might not all be walking around with a a gold chain and a big clock on our next like flavor flight (laughs) Which would be awesome. Which would be awesome. Let's be by He listened. Big hand. low lifer, bud. Big low lifer. Big flave. Loves it. Uh, but anyway, I, and not that I cared that, that that happened, but just like I said, to be part of this thing. And I think that's taking away from that. And, and, and here's a quick explanation that I want to give you that, that really set it in my mind. Because I originally, when all this started, I wish we would have did five fish too. Just because that's what I grew up with. That's what I understand. You know, when somebody says, yeah, man, I had uh, 22 pounds today. I know you had four fours and a six. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you know it's easy. I mean? Easy to compute. Right, yeah. right. Now, when, you know, when they say, well, Kelly Jordan won today's round. He had 112 pounds. And I'm like, well, did he have a 
you know, did he catch 52 pounders or did he, ca- you know, like, what did he really catch? Like, like I don't taking know. your shoes off, <laughs> counting fingers right, and toes. That's what I find myself doing. Yeah. You know, I'm, I'm, I, you may not, you know, believe this or not, but, but I'm not like a, a mathematician, <laughs> uh, you know, by any means. So if I can't punch it into my phone real quick, I, I don't really know. Same. But anyway, you know, but, but once I started working in the TV side of things, we start, we got, you know, I, I start making friends in, in television in broadcasting and, you know, the people that I work with and, you know, the guys from, uh, the graphics guys to the sound guys, you know, to, to just, you know, the producers and directors and, and camera guys and, and all these guys I'm working with, they're all from sports, but none of them have any, have any fishing in their background. They, they come from Lucas oil truck racing series, like basketball, but any of the ball sports golf, you know, there's this, this, this eclectic group of, you know, really talented uh, broadcast team, mm-hmm. right? And of course, I'm hanging out with them in the evenings. You know, get done a broadcast. You know, just like just like any other blue collar workers, we go down to the pub and get some chicken wings, drink a couple beers. That's right. And I'm talking to them about it. And you know, and at this time, we're we're covering the Pro Circuit, which is the you know the former FLW Tour, and we're covering the Bass Pro Tour. And, and it comes up, you know, often that that they're kind of like man, we don't really get into watching the pro circuit, the five fish deal. We really like the Bass Pro Tour. Hmm. And so, of course, I, I have to query him about this because, you know, I kind of like the five fish, but that's what I've known for 35 years, right? And they said, well, one of the things is it's stupid to, uh, like, you're only allowed to score five times. They're like, well, in a baseball <laughs> wow. game, let the first like you're not only allowed five home runs like you the score just keeps counting you don't tell lebron james you can only make five baskets you, you see what i'm saying yeah I love, or, dude or, that that's that is a or, uh, very simple yet kind of mind-blowing statement to be honest that i've never even thought about or or your <laughs> once you make five touchdown passes in football your sixth touchdown pass doesn't have to be made further back from your fifth one you know what I mean? Like they don't understand like catch a bass and it scores, you know, it's over two pounds. Why don't they just keep counting? Like, like to those guys that were just from regular sports that they had, they could not figure out that they also couldn't figure out, well, this whole time thing, like why yeah. they have to make it back to a, a, a certain point by uh three o'clock why don't they just fish till three o'clock because we're not a boat race we're we're fishing it's a fishing competition so why don't why don't they fish till three o'clock well you got to make it back to the weigh-in in time yeah <laughs> and they're like well yeah i can see that in a in an amateur tournament or a local club tournament but we're this big organization like we have people out there with them like you just tell them okay time's up you know, like, why can't, like, like they just, and it was so simplistic when they told me that, that I was like, holy shit, you're right. <laughs> and, and, and so here's the thing is, is also what, what you may or may not hear a lot about is our viewership was growing. It just wasn't growing at this rate that we were, I'll say we were promised. Yeah. So, 
everybody was like, you know, everybody, you know, some guys getting disgruntled, some guys left, you know, this and that back and forth. And, you know, uh, you know, tensions are running high and all this stuff. And it's just like, I think we were pitched something that, that we were all jumped on and willing to do, but it, it could have maybe been a little far-fetched and maybe we should have realized that hey yes this is a good idea but but in a year or two uh you know them talking about uh jordan lee like he is lebron james you know it's just not going to happen that fast yeah and maybe a little bit shame on us for thinking it was going to happen that fast but it, it it was happening we are growing mlf was growing we were getting more and more viewers and people were out and, and outside of the, the 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 typical five fish, the typical five hundred thousand followers that bass fishing's always had. Right. It was just happening at a much slower rate. And I'm just disappointed that now four years into it, and I'm really just gonna say three years into it, because that first year when it was a one pound minimum Experiment. and that just that wasn't even the same game. No. Okay. Let's just not even worry about that. We can all agree. That, but now that we're two pounds and, and sometimes even higher, Three, yeah. we're back. You know, it's the, in my opinion, it was the, it's the deal. And and now that we're going to go back, uh, I, like I said, I'm just disappointed. It's not that I'm mad and I'm throwing stuff, and I'm, but I'm just disappointed that that. And this isn't. This was the anglers. This is not the league. The anglers wanted this, and the league just agreed to it. I'm disappointed that we're going back to it instead of sticking to it and seeing it to fruition. And maybe instead of, you know, uh, Jordan Lee and, and, and whatever being being Jacob Wheeler and Dustin Cannell being LeBron James rock stars in four years, maybe it was going to take 14. Right. But we were still going in the right direction. It was just a lot slower then everybody either told us it was going to happen or wanted it to happen or however you want to word that it was happening slower. And I'm just disappointed that we didn't see it to fruition. And, and if the truth be told a lot of times, and I'm sure the fans at home were doing this same thing, um, or at least the ones that, that wanted real, real data. Uh, and we did this a lot in, in the studio is we kept, and once again, this is in the last three years, not the first year when it was a one pound minimum. I'm talking about when it went to two pound minimum. 80% of the time, give or take, whoever won also had the heaviest five fish. Yes. 80% of the time, whoever finished second had the second heaviest five fish. Within the top 10, there may have been one or two now, this is 80% of the time. There were some outliers. Once again, just like at the beginning of this conversation, yes. I said, when I'm talking like this, I'm talking in generalities. I'm not talking about this one outlier. So everybody can just stand down from your keyboard on that one. <laughs> talking about generalities. But 80% of the time, it's the same outcome. Mm -hmm. it, it's the same outcome. So, so you're just changing it back to a way that is easier for people that have been in the sport 
for a long time to understand, which is cool. And we want to, and we want those people to watch. I want those people to watch. Once again, like I said, those are my family, but we have now made it harder for us to attain what our original mission statement was to begin with. And that's why we all dropped our posts and went with this new thing. Right. So that, that is my honest opinion on the whole five fish thing. It's like I said, I don't think it's, I don't think it's bad. I think it's actually good in a smaller way than Cause it's going to be good. It's going to help us with what we'll call endemics. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. It's going to help. It's going to help us. But like I said, I just, I feel like it's look, it's helping us in the short term, not in the long term. I, I wish we would have endured a little more slower growing curve to reach a more lofty potential than, than, then hug back into the shell of we're all just where we were with the a different com- name tag. Comfort blanket, right? It's a, it's a comfort, <laughs> like it's a is. security blanket. It's for, for me, I think it's, uh, and I, and I, and maybe I'm wrong. Maybe somebody will call me out on this. I think some of my judgments weren't, <clears throat> weren't that it wasn't happening fast, uh, at all. And I think we live in this instant gratification world, right? Where you get where, where Absolutely. you gotta have it right now. And, yep. and to think that MLF, uh, Bass Pro Tour in particular, what they've tried to do in three years is is be that household name, right? And and yep. it took Bassmaster fifty years. You know what I mean? Essentially, to be like yeah. this household. You know, I said this in the very beginning of of all the changes and things. Like Bassmaster was like a a, a like a buzzword pop culture you know what i mean like almost a joke at time well you're you're no bass man like it you'd was hear like ghostbusters yeah. come on man yeah so i'm saying like so i think forever it's like any tournament oh it's a bass master people just like your common guy it, it was just a name that they knew oh the oh the you the bass master like i've heard it with mpfl dude i've been at events on site and people be like oh you is this the bass master they don't know. Yeah. They're just like, oh, well, you guys, and like me and Fat Cat, like you're saying, or, or Dudley last year, sitting at a bar, eating chicken wings. People are like, oh, what are you guys in town for? Oh, uh, we commentate a fishing tournament. Oh, the Bassmaster? They don't know. They don't know. Right. And and I think no. that's that's what you guys were definitely up against. It's what MPFL's been up against is this, you know, the, the commonplace status quo, you know, gorilla of an organization that, that's out there. And, and I know in MPFL's case, they're not trying to be Bassmaster or be bigger than Bassmaster, obviously, but I'm just saying you're com- constantly compared to that. Cause I've faced that. Uh, and maybe this is why I've, I've changed my, you know, at least my approach on things working with MPFL and hearing some of the things you're saying, it's like, and you guys are, are obviously, you know, financially backed a lot better than, than us. And it, and you've got that star power, these household names that we don't have and things like that with the league. But man, the frustration of, I, I can never, I'll never forget sitting down with a sponsor of mine that had inquired about sponsoring MPFL at one time during the, during the inaugural season. And they were talking about, well, have you seen your live stream numbers compared to Bassmaster? Swear to God. And I said, you're comparing what I'm doing to what JM and Associates and freaking Mark Zona and Tommy Sanders and Ryan. Right. And they, what? 
Like, that's not apples to apples, dude. It's not. It's not. You can't do that. And I felt like that was so unfair to do that. And I feel like at the same time, that's what a lot of fishing fans did. That's what I did at times with BPT is you expect this. And I, but I think I will end this, this rant on this is I think that was their fault because JT, and I think you would agree with this. Like you said, they were telling people they were the biggest and the baddest. They were telling people they were going to take it to the moon and guys just expected it to happen right then. And they just did. They did. And I think the industry expected that. And then all of a sudden, and I think the industry bought in in the beginning, a lot of the industry, some of the biggest players in the industry. And all of a sudden it's like, you start hearing these rumblings like, yeah, man, that ain't it. Yeah. I don't know. You're hearing it from the anglers. So I think that they did themselves a disservice by going, by God, King Kong ain't got shit on us. Here we are. And I like that attitude. I like that. You're like that. I'm like, I'll tell you straight up for what I think. Um, especially if I think I'm going to do good and tell them, be like, hey, not talking about fishing. You know what I mean? Like, hell, here you go. Yeah, I am good at that. Piss off. Right. <laughs> like, oh, I yeah. just, whatever. Yep. So I like that. I appreciate that. But I think that's what got them this perception of it's failing or this perception of, it's it's not Bassmaster or it's not it's not going places and I and I do think that's unfair, self inflicted yes to a degree but not fair because like you're saying it was growing you can't like it the was. scuttlebutt now and I've said this like red crest this year holy crap dude the waning moments that Bobby Link dude it was epic unbelievable I had guys there watching you guys live it's like this sport it is a sporting it, it turned into dude weigh-ins are boring period in the story oh they terrible. just are Bassmaster class you got three hours in a damn arena would I so, like to get pulled through I, one I, yeah but I dude have to interject this I have to interject this right now the very first MLF select that I ever personally competed in yeah, myself. And I'm not just talking about the fans perspective. I'm talking about me as an angler, as a competitor. When, okay, blow the whistle. It's three o'clock. You got second, you know, like, yeah. Oh, cool. But there was no race. And I'm just, this is totally personal. Yeah. There's no race back to the way in. There's no, Getting a bag, standing in line, and you got to remember this. I've been doing this for 23, 24, time. 25 years at this point, dude. It's it's forty mile an hour back to the back to the boat ramp. Put it on a trailer and go to the hotel and have a beer. Yeah, like yeah. that's way just from an angler's perspective. That's way better. Now, don't get me wrong. I do like being able to interact with the fans. That's when I said at the first of this, had you guys had weigh-ins, that's what I mean. A fan interaction that gives them a reason to come. You know what I mean? Come out. Yeah. Yeah. But I just, I, I don't really know. And, and, you know, and we tried to have that deal where the yeah, guys yeah. came with boats and, and it just didn't, it just didn't work. And, and I will, I will go down saying that our catch weigh and release, like, like I hope we hold that torch and never go back oh, to the way. It is fantastic. Is, yeah, it's great. So much better for the fish. Yeah. So of course. So much better. 
you know, it, it is. And I'll be the guy that I'll sit here and tell you that I'm still going to fish live well tournaments. I still fish tournaments, you know, a couple, three a year around the house here. I'll tell you this. If the Toyota series on the Northern division ever goes to the point where they're not overlapping with commentating stuff that I'm doing, I'm going to go up there and fish a whole division of the Toyota series. Cause I like catching smallmouth. No Cause doubt. I live on the best large, one of the best large mouth lakes. It's not the best large mouth lake in the world. And three times a year, I'd like to go catch brown fish <laughs> yeah, for sure. <laughs> and that would be a good excuse to go do it. Yeah. So, so, you know, I'm not saying that I'm not fishing live well tournaments cause I will, I'm just saying for a big national tour, you know, that has, you know, less guys than some of the other ones. But I just think at this point, like it's just way better on the fish and and I get the the whole thing of the of the weigh in and the interaction but I, and I'll tell you this and this this may piss some people off too but I would I think that that once we tried the little you know drive through with your boats and talk about what worm color you caught them on or whatever and that really didn't fly that much I would have liked to have seen the anglers boat because remember most of this stuff is stuff that the anglers want not the lead yeah I'm, this yeah. is stuff that most of the anglers want why didn't we just embrace hey we're a tv thing man yeah we're a tv live streaming tv driven league that's what we are we're not we're not bassmaster we're not you yeah. know and there was some people in our organization that were you know kept kept you know saying we want to be bigger than bassmaster we want to do this about bassmaster and it's like who cares what bassmaster is doing we're not even doing the same thing it's a different different ball game all the way around right yeah. it's a whole different so why are we trying to you know have weigh-ins and have like if we could if if that was the mission statement is we're just going to do the same game and just try to do it better well then okay then fine then try to be but this is a whole different game it's completely different a whole there. different deal yeah, whole different deal. We're not, we shouldn't even be. I don't. Like, we shouldn't even be comparing them. And it's not because there's not a comparison. Obviously, there is because they're both high dollar uh, tournaments that are trying to catch bass. But it's it's a different game. Like, and I just wish instead of all the resources that that the league put into all that kind of fan interaction stuff. And once again, that's what the anglers wanted. And I get it. I get it. And some of them actually went really, really well. Like there was some at Lake of the Ozarks that was huge. There was a couple of those Texas ones where like they had some fan interaction things where a ton of people showed up. And it's funny enough that when they have these fan interaction things that are not actually at the end of the fishing day, and I would have never bet this in a million years, but they have some of this fan interaction stuff that's like during their days off that a lot of people come to like a lot of people show up and, you know, they hang out and talk to the anglers and they got all their boats there in a parking lot. And, and, and like, you know, I'm not saying there's as many people as at a Bassmaster Elite Series weigh in, but there's a lot of people, there's hundreds of people show up at some of those things, you know, like that's, that's easy to do instead of having something to do, you know, like after a weigh in with a stage and all this stuff, like, like, I just think it's like, it's almost like that deal, like find your lane. Yeah. Get in. You it. know, this is the, this is the lane we're in. We're, we're, we're not, you know, we're not getting 8,000 people to come and and not that the elite series didn't get 8,000 people at a way. No, they're not. Classic. No, that's a, that, but, that would be, yeah. Yeah. Right. Classics, but you know what huge, I'm classics huge. I've been to a oh, lot of absolutely. regular season I elite series weigh-ins and it depends on where they're at. Right. Like I've seen some ridiculous sure. ones where you're like, holy crap, these people are here 
but you also see some that are like, yeah, that all right. Is is the normal wives he, and girlfriends? He, he, right. Yeah, exactly. That's what it is. Exactly. That's, and so, and that, so is that's right. MLF and so is MPFL and that's, that's what it right. Is. That's right. Bass, bass fishing. Bass fishing. That's what it, it is. Still fishing. Still stinky, stinky, slimy right. fish that right. Right. from the lake. Right. I mean, it just is. It just it, at its core, that's what it is, man. And uh, I, I don't know. I, I think that uh, I look forward to this year. Just, just. I, I said that before the format changed. The schedule's fantastic. Uh, it, it's absolutely – some of those lakes MPFL's been to in the last – I think Saginaw Bay's on there. Dude, that place is a oh. freak show. <laughs> like, it's oh, so yeah. much fun. You're going to have so much oh. fun calling that one. Like, it's, it is uh, – we had a freaking blast up there, Fat Cat and I did, uh, calling that one uh, for, for damn sure. Something that uh, I appreciate your honesty, dude. Like just million percent. It's uh, it's refreshing, and uh, to to not because I feel like you get canned responses from people, and you know that you know what people do. They Guaranteed. you got to be PC. Like, you have to be. You make your living on sponsor dollars. You make your living, and that's where I've struggled because uh, I'm contracted with MPFL as well. And but but those guys with being who I am on this show and and being very opinionated. They told me in the beginning, they're like, well, we want you to be Luke. And I'm like, well, okay. Well, if we have crap go sideways, like, just know I'm going to talk about it because it's what I do. It wouldn't be fair to MLF or to Bassmaster if MPFL had something happen, you know, that I could actually talk about. Now, I do have an NDA on, so I can't get on here and give you nuts and bolts about the business that I know. You know what I mean? Like actual behind-the-scenes kind of stuff, because I do in my kind But, like, if if there's stuff, like, I want to talk about it um, for damn sure. Me and too, that, and I'll, t- I'll, I'll tell you one thing. So you want to talk about uh, being opinionated, you know, that's probably why you and I get along so good. For sure. Because I am as well, but. And, and, and I'm going to say something, and I am talking about the entire bass fishing industry. <laughs> I'm not talking about Major League Fishing or BASS or MPFL. I'm talking about our whole industry. If, if, if everybody's striving to be big, and, and, and when I say that, I'm talk, I am talking about if everybody. And when I say everybody, I mean every tournament angler out there, every uh, – every Rapala and Abu Garcia and, and every company and every fishing organization, you know what our major flaw is and why we're not big. And I can sum it up. And I wasn't going to say this today, but you know what? I'm going <laughs> to send it. It's new year's. It's, it's, it's 2023, it buddy. It's a new world. It's 2023. It's a new year. <laughs> you know what we do as a whole wrong and why nobody cares about what we do. I know exactly what you're going to say, but go ahead. Because we cover up what we should be. <laughs> let me let me say Amen, that again. Amen, man. Let me say that again for the people in the back. <laughs> we cover up what we should be covering. Mm-hmm. All the scandals, all the, yes. you know, yes. crap. We need to be, when somebody gets, uh, uh, you know, accused of snagging a fish and it's kind of on camera. And you know what? I should be interviewing that guy the next day. Yeah. Not, 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 not talking about it. I should be interviewing that guy the next well, day. It was brutally we honest. Should be, we should be in a dark room with a spotlight on him <laughs> and a spotlight on me. Yes. 
Yes. And I start out by handing him a lit Marlboro red and I say, okay, what happened? Yeah. <laughs> that's what we, that's how that's this, what we're missing. And we would be, and I'm not saying let's go as far as like trying to be Ric Flair in the WWE. No, 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 no. That but far. that's, but that's fake. We've got a lot of really good real stuff we could be talking about. Characters. Let's talk I, about it. I know guys that just give the can sponsor whatever on stage that are some of the most yeah. compelling people that I know behind the scenes, hilarious, you know, or maybe they're an SOB sometime. Hell, I like it. You know what I mean? But they're right. not, they, they right. don't walk up there with that swagger. They're like, Oh, look at this crowd. Or, you know, they get on camera and they just act like yeah. whatever. Like I want them to be who they are, who I know them right. behind the curtain. I think I, 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 do put a spotlight on a lot of things in the industry, but I will just tell you straight up too. There's a lot of things that I do steer clear of at times I know. because it's kind of how the industry is. And I do think I'm as brutally honest as anybody in the industry, obviously on this little show, but dude, there's stuff I don't talk about that, 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 that fans do not know about a ton of shit. There's a ton of shit that goes on because it's like any, everybody's got skeletons. There's things going on, but I, I, Dude, I knew that's what you were going to say. We cover up the stuff we should be covering. D- DQs. You look at that with you guys this year. And I say you guys, but BPT would like the spray thing with the information. It got swept. And then it got exposed. So then they talked about it. And I'm like, why are DQs bad? Why are DQs bad? Why is bad right. press bad? Every other sport, if some dude gets a penalty, we 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 right in an NFL game, whatever you're talking about it. Some NFL player shoots somebody or, you know what I mean? Beats his girlfriend. They got yeah. the God dang security footage of it on freaking ESPN, right. dude. And guess what? It, this, the dude will go play again in six weeks for the month. You know, I'm like, why do we not yeah. talk about this crap? Who's screwing who? Exactly. Let's get us break it down, dog. Yeah, exactly. I'm ready. <laughs> it's almost, it's almost like the federal government's running bass fishes. There's more stuff swept yes. under the rug than yes. like, like you could even imagine like I, so... I just i don't understand and 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 that's the thing if they really want to grow this sport that's what we have to do we have to have something that people will be like oh damn i want to hear what happened there yeah. instead of being like oh they're gonna say uh i'm so blessed because i caught him on a purple worm again. yeah if i hear one more guy that's blessed <laughs> away yeah and, and Hey, and I'm a Christian. I'm, I'm a yeah, man yeah, yeah. We're not taking shots at that, great. but I'm just saying, yeah. I have a very great relationship with God. I do, but I'm just like, come on, man. Like, let's just, well, if it's the know. same guy that I hang with at the at you know that's doing backflips off of a stripper pole, and then he gets, <laughs> and then he gets <laughs> up there and says, "Yeah, well, I just you know, I got to thank my wife and kids, and Lord's blessed me today." And I got, I'm like, "Hey, bud, be you, cause you are awesome. Right. You are awesome. Right. Be awesome. Right. Like, just talk. Be who you are." Uh, and yeah. I think like we've got we've got these characters now, whether it's a fighter, and I hate to say character because Seth's real as rain, dude. Seth is right. Real. Like you get what you want with Seth. Like it's, he, not, he, it's not a character. It, but it is a character. Like he's a cool, he's a cool awesome cat. fixture. Yeah. 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 But it's like, uh, but, I, I've seen sponsors and I've, I've had conversations with people about like Matt Robertson and people get put off sometimes. Now he's got a lot of sponsors. Don't get me wrong. Matt does very well, 
I feel like, and, and grows all the time. But I'm saying there are people in this world like, oh, we don't have any room for that in bass fishing. And I'm like, what, a redneck from damn Kentucky? Hey, bud, I don't know if you That's know this, but your customer base is that. That's what we are. It's a redneck right. sport. Jesus, yeah. you know, but, but you, you have yeah. these conversations with people and I'm like, damn, that's the direction we should be headed. Not, well, guys, I just got to say a uh, big shout out around that Triton Mercury all the way up and down this place. 75 times got me back <laughs> and honey, I'm coming home to see you and the kids, you know, whatever. Right. And it's just oh, like, yeah. what, that's why true. are we doing this? Why are we doing this? Uh, yeah. No, dude, covering up what we should be covering up. Put it on a t-shirt, somebody. I oh, love that. Yeah, it's true. It's true. What's wrong with bass fishing? We cover up what we should be covering. Well, I think that we, uh, our new podcast, you and I, we'll start one, 2023, and we'll call it Covering the Cover-Ups. <laughs> it's the yeah, uh, CCU, right, CCU, baby, Covering the Cover-Ups. Now, I think we'll have to wait, unfortunately, because of the way this industry is, we'll have to wait until you and I are ready to just hang it up, <laughs> just start so that. There's, there's two things, okay? There's two things that that I have to say right now to, to, to go with what you just said. So I have a quite, quite the logbook <laughs> of things that I have jotted down over the years. Um, and, and there's two times when, when this is, when this is going to come down is one, whenever I'm what you just said, whenever I'm finally ready to, to not be involved in this sport anymore, which I hope never happens. Right. Yeah. Me too. I hope that I hope I'm involved in this sport. I hope I have some contribution the day that the good Lord takes me back. <laughs> I hope I have some contribution to the fishing industry. I really do. And maybe it's a dumbass social media post. Yeah, but whatever. I, You're in it. I hope something. Ha- but if it would ever come a time when I became financially unresponsible anymore, <laughs> where I didn't, you know what I mean? I had enough money that I can just do what I want. I don't. Even, I don't even ever want to be a multi-million billionaire. I like. I don't. I don't even want the responsibility. Of all that. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. If there ever came a time when I was like, I can just go bass fishing and go hunting and go saltwater fishing the rest of my life and, and, and never have to worry about anything that it's all coming out. And there's some people that are coming down. (laughs) Yeah. Listen, man. I I mean, I've got dates. I've got it all. Listen, Gerald Swindle said on this show one time that he will have a tell one of these days, a book. And he said, I'm going to call it. I'm, egos, yeah. logos, and assholes. <laughs> and he yes, said, sir. and it's going to be the the truth about what actually happens and who people really are. And yep. uh, and I thought, because I'll just be be honest here, and, and I think you'll back me up on this, and uh, and and we can move on. But I think fans would be really surprised. By some of their favorite pros, really oh, surprised. Yeah. And, 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 and I say this: ninety percent of the people, ninety-seven percent of the people in this industry are awesome, yeah, wonderful. No, even the people we're talking about are awesome. A lot of them. And, well, I know, I know what you're getting at, but I'm saying about like the people that kind of suppress who they are, not on camera at times, right? You know, they're they're scared because of this sponsor. Like I've had guys reach out to me. Hundreds of times because of this podcast, my phone lights up a text. Damn, dude, love what you do. Wish I could say what you say. And I go, you can. 
You just got to do it. You yeah. know what I mean? Within reason. I, I get can. it. I get it. You can't. Within reason. Within sure. reason when you're in that world. I got out of the tournament world so I can talk about all this going on. But, dude, listen, I put my TH Marine career, I won't say at risk or on the line, but, like, I don't hold anything back. And I make a living through that company. I call on every bass boat manufacturer in this company. I've got customers that listen to the show that disagree with me very much at times. You know what I mean? Like, but I, but I try to just throw it out there. Like I, I just, because I get sick of what we've been talking about, that, that, that is what the right. industry is, man. Like it just, it's grotesque at times. Uh, I don't know, but, but like you said too, I won't even go 97, 99% of the people, dude. Fan, like, it's family, like you've said it multiple times. It's family. It's awesome. But we do got yep. some little shady characters. Oh, yeah. Oh. <laughs> and they cast quite a shadow. Yes, they do. Yes, they do. And uh, mm-hmm. at, at, uh, more times than not, it seems. But, uh, but man, I, I hope that we can, uh, I hope we can have that podcast one day, JT. I surely, I surely, surely do. Uh <laughs> Uh, the last thing, dude, because we have this is epic. This is this is what low budget live is about. Uh, <laughs> when I can get one of my my good buddies on here, and we can just this has been a this has been a blast, man. So thank you for giving me almost two hours of your time. Absolutely. This is a freaking great time, and I think folks are really going to enjoy it. I hope they do. And uh, what a hell of a way. That's why I reached out to you. I'm like, I want to kick off the year with a bang. And I, I figured you and I could do that uh, getting together. And, and I hope and pray Fish one of these days off. I can get you up here in the uh, LBL Bar and Grill. We can do one in person. It might be a four. It might oh, be one I, like them Joe Rogans. Um, oh, yeah. Where we just BS. But I want to ask you this. And this is kind of a cliche question. And I get asked this a lot. Um, what is the most – We've, we've talked about debunking things through live coverage, but you're like me. You get to watch all the cameras on the monitors. You, you, you see things going on. What is something with you and your professional bass fishing background that has the number one thing that has blown your mind? From a co- How many are actually on a piece of cover? Really? Yeah. Really? Here's per- perfect example. And, 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 MLF has opened up with their format and their scoring system to be able to see. And like we were talking, we, we spent half hour talking about this earlier. Right. Right. Like just, this is just an instance. This isn't, this isn't an actual, but it's just a, for instance, an easy way for me to, to describe to you this scenario. Dude pulls up on a stretch of docks. There's five docks in the stretch. The second to last dock's got a red roof on it. He catches a bass out from underneath that dock. Fishes the next dock takes off 30 minutes later another boat pulls in fishes down that stretch of docks gets to the one with the red roof on it catches a bass out from underneath it goes to the next dock fishes that dock takes off his wake isn't hardly even done beating the banks on down the river before the next boat pulls into that same stretch fishes all five docks catches a three pounder out from underneath the red boat dock (laughs) fishes the next one takes off two hours later another boat comes in same scenario you can you can do that same scenario with a shallow hump you and i'm not talking about a big underwater shell bed that has a whole you know <laughs> yeah, you yeah, know yeah. A whole yeah. lives on i'm talking about a piece of cover and i'm not talking about one stick in the spawn i'm talking about a piece of cover like a dock mm-hmm. or like a late like a full-blown lay down you know not like a little 
you know what I mean? Like a full blown lay down, you know, or, or one in some of those, some of those lakes that have like isolated clumps of grass instead of big, you know, vast grass beds, like some of those Northern lakes, you know what I mean? And like that eight or nine feet of water and there'll be this one clump of grass, you know, straight out from the moored pontoon boat. How many guys will come and catch a fish off the exact same piece of cover throughout the course of a day? And not a single one of them ever went back and fished it again. And they all think they're the only one that fished that stretch and they just happened to catch a fish off that stretch and keep going. And I'm not saying it happens all the time, but when it happens, it's like, and like all week, I'll watch a guy catch, watch guys catch fish off this red boat dock. You know what I mean? Like it's yeah. just, it's weird. But, but if, if I would, which I never will, like I said, that's just part of my life that I'm done with. But if I would ever go back to fishing national tournaments and traveling all over the country again, the last hour of my day, if, if I was, you know, not a ledge fishing tournament, if it's just a, what would we call it? A junk fishing tournament, just when you're fishing the bank and you're just fishing anything that looks good. I would spend the last hour of my day going back and fishing the exact same piece of cover that I, that I caught a fish off of during that day. Hmm. That's good stuff. You know, you see what I'm saying? Yeah. You, know, you know what I mean? Like, like if, like if I know I have to start going back at, at two fifteen. I would stop my fishing day at one fifteen and retrack every fish that I caught. Interesting. I've seen that. One hundred. Yeah. I've seen that play out with MPFL as well. Like I have, we had Keith Carson at Winnebago last year and he, he got, he got sniped poached the last day. I'm not going to lie uh, a little bit <laughs> by another angler, but Keith mm-hmm. was leading that event after day two and <laughs> every bass out of the same tree every bass same tree it was incredible to watch he never moved he never moved one tree one lay down on a point now it had some current and there was a little bit you know what i mean like there was a lot going on there but it was one tree he never moved i talked to him the night before day the you know final day and he's like yeah that's i'm gonna go back there (laughs) and and a guy beat beat him to it which was you know a deal in itself but it might yeah. have been a beating after that. Was, I didn't see that. I didn't see that initial. Yeah. I don't think I'd have stood for that. Yeah, it was. Uh, it was interesting, man. And uh, and he, I have he, no, I, I'm talking out of turn because I didn't see yeah. the scenario go down. I didn't. I didn't happen to watch that episode. Or, I think know, they that, had been fishing that, close to each other, but I don't think that they had just fished that. You know what I mean? That one spot, and and Keith didn't get to get back on it until late in the afternoon, and and this guy caught him off of it. Um, where he had yeah. been and we'd been you know covering him keith was way up there in aoi so we had a camera in his boat day one then he's the leader so we're with him day two so we've been watching sure. this you know you know how you you see a lot of that oh, yeah. too don't you oh, yeah. <laughs> that those kind of yeah. things are always amazing you're like uh-oh here you come <laughs> me and fact had are looking at each other side-eyed in the studio like uh-oh what, what's about to go down here yeah. um oh, yeah. damn sure jt but, kenny so, but- before you were going to say that that's one of the things I was going to say though, is, is the point I was making was times when it's not a guy sitting on one tree all day. Yeah. You're just talking talking about about 15 guys fish the same piece of cover and 14 of them catch a fish off of. Incredible. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, it's just, that's, that's the, that's the biggest takeaway. There's a lot of stuff. We could sit here and talk another two hours about all the takeaways I have no and doubt. all the stuff I did wrong for 23 years. 
but that's the biggest one. That's amazing, so. dude. Amazing. Well, you are, uh, you're the man. I appreciate you giving me your time. I appreciate you coming on. And, dude, I hope you have a, uh, a, a damn, I'll say, I won't even say good, great new year, buddy. I know you're going to. <laughs> I appreciate and I that. I hope we can catch up at some point. I haven't seen you in a minute. Damn it. I know, I know. We need to get together and either go fishing or shoot a deer or turkey or something. We, well, I uh, I am going to. I got a, a a good friend of mine. He's never been to Florida fishing. He's from Oklahoma, um, and we're trying to work out a time to come down to Headwaters together at some point this spring. Uh, fingers crossed, and we're going to do it in January. I don't know if that's going to happen at all, but uh, but I will damn sure give you a shout well, if me- I get in that state. Give me a call. We have the uh, Four Play Farms Saloon right here in my yeah, boathouse. Yeah. And that is a great place to, as uh, Bobby Lane and I like to call it, have a meeting at the round table. <laughs> yes, amen. So. <laughs> <laughs> we, we can do that, buddy. I, I, I appreciate that, and, uh, and we'll do that. 2023, that's, I'm putting that on my resolution list right now. Boom. Meeting that's at the right. round table with JT. Happening. You got it. All right, buddy. Thank you so much, man. Thanks, man. See ya. JT Kinney, everybody. Man, so JT and I, uh, that's our typical when we get on the phone. We actually talked for two hours yesterday, <laughs> too. So uh, we don't talk as much as we used to, but but that is our, uh, that is our deal right there. We're going to just ramble and ramble and ramble. And I know we're all over the place, but I feel like that was a fantastic conversation. I enjoyed that very much. And uh, I thank each and every one of you. If you if you listen to that whole thing, man, thank you for uh, two hour podcast to kick off the freaking year, baby. Let's go, low lifers. Uh, thank y'all. Thank y'all. Entering year six here with the podcast, and uh, can't thank you enough. I'm gonna take you out with some Bluxy Blues like always, and I'm gonna see y'all next week. Sweet. Never could make it last Spanish moss, a Civil War ghost Well, I'm gonna leave them in the past Any direction, Lord, I'll be fine It don't matter, east or west North, south, wherever the wind blows I'm leaving those burdens at rest This highway, it does not know my name And I don't care, no Heading my way for another place And I got three good tires and a spare Just a white line gypsy getting out of Mississippi With just enough gas to get there Spend your Saturdays with life on the water. Join Captain Brandon Simmons for fishing, diving, travel, and so much more. You want to succeed. You want to fish. You want to be one of the greatest. Oh, look at that thing, dude. Wow. Oh. <laughs> Let's see what kind of trouble we can get into today. Don't miss Life on the Water every Saturday night from 7 to 9 p.m. Eastern on Waypoint TV. <laughs> the destination for outdoor entertainment.
On Mondays, head offshore with Captain Scott Walker and Steve Roger for breathtaking deep sea adventures. Coming to me, coming to me, coming to me. Double. He's jumping, he's jumping, he's jumping. Oh! Oh! Look at that belly. Don't miss Mondays with Into the Blue. Brought to you by Academy Sports and Outdoors from 7 to 10 p.m. Eastern. Tell a few fish stories along the way. On Waypoint TV, the destination for outdoor entertainment. 